Welcome to the B-Side Boys Podcast, an Iowa rugby podcast. I'm Mr. Gray. I'm Philly V. And we are in the Wombat Den studio presented by Rotor Epoxy. Yeah, Rotor Epoxy. You know, if you're looking to get some floors done, uh, it's going to, you know, extend the life of those floors. It's going to make them look nice and What clean. kind of floor is it? Are we talking carpet? No, we're talking about concrete. Hardwood? What? <laughs> Hardwood? Marble? No, concrete. Say it's concrete. I'm yeah. question mark. I'm like, is this hardwood or carpet or? Oh uh, yeah, I see what you're doing there. Yeah, and you're <laughs> supposed to say no. It's concrete. Yeah, it's concrete. <laughs> <laughs> that's the best part. <laughs> no, that's that is the best part. Is that you know, you can transform a room. You can transform a workspace. Yeah. You can increase the value, increase the aesthetic look. Make it look good, make it easy to clean, yeah. and give it more life. I love it, actually. Lately, Rotor's been sending uh, snaps to our one group chat with a bunch of alumni of, like, the floors that they're doing, like, the work. And, man, some of these places are looking real slick. Wait. There's an alumni group chat? Well, technically, it's, yeah, it's, like, mostly alumni guys, but it's, like, Chad, me, Zeus. Oh, yeah, Rotor. no, I'm, I'm busy. I can't be in it. Yeah, I can't. We- I can't be in that group <laughs> chat. I'm too busy. Um, no, that's fine. Um, Rotor Epoxy, great people. Leave you out of group chats, but they do great work. <laughs> Is it your hurt? No. <laughs> oh, this podcast, the rest of the way, I'll be playing hurt. <laughs> one time, that reminds me, <laughs> one time I remember when we were playing it, you and I, I think it was before you were there. I was like a freshman or sophomore. And uh, someone missed practice, and and someone was like, "Oh no, where's where's so and so?" And Gimli, Brendan McConville goes, "Oh, he's hurt." And people are like, "Oh no, what happened?" He's like, "Oh yeah, he's on the injured reserve. He ain't playing today." What happened? Broken heart. Girlfriend <laughs> broke up with him. I'm like, "Shut up!" Oh my god! <laughs> it's it's like the injury report, and it's like, <laughs> "Oh, this guy's out for three weeks with a with a torn Achilles, and this guy's out for." 12 months with a ACL. This guy's out day to day, broken heart. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Oh yeah. But you know, who doesn't have a broken heart is women's rugby in the world because the 2021 world cup is coming up like in a couple days. Yeah. Next. Well, yeah. When this episode releases like three days. Yeah. 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 And basically, too, you might think, wait, 2021, Mr. Gray, is that a typo? Is that a mistake? No, because of COVID, they pushed back the Women's World Cup to right now. It's like the 2020 Olympics, same thing. Exactly. And so they are in, you know, Auckland, New Zealand is going to be where Mm -hmm. it takes place. They have three pools of four. They're going to do pool play. And then they take the top eight of 12 teams for knockout play. And so basically, uh, in these pools, the USA is in a pool with Italy, Japan, and Canada. Ooh. So Team USA, the women's Team USA, they'll play on October 8th against Italy at 6.45 p.m. That's central time. Mm-hmm. Then the next Friday, they play Japan at 11.30 p.m. It's late. Oh, late, yeah. Then they play Canada at 9.15 p.m. on October 22nd. So get your watch parties ready. The USA women are fantastic. 
And that's streaming on Peacock, right? That'll be on the Peacock network. Okay. So again, that's what five bucks. Yeah. You get the Peacock network. You get all the reruns of the office. You get <laughs> movies. Yeah. Oh, you have unlimited access to the WWE library and live pay-per-views. Is it really only $5 for Peacock? Yeah. I got it when Iowa state played sevens last summer. Shit, dude. I might have to sign up for it. Dude, just for the office alone. And then a little bit of rugby. It's worth it. Oh yeah. So, Make sure you are watching the Women's World Cup because again, USA they have a they should make it to the knockout stage, and then from there it's you know mm. win in advance, survive in advance. Uh, so yeah, World Cup coming up. Yeah, it's Let, be exciting. Let's go USA. Yeah, yeah, love it. Uh, yeah, because also too when you look at you know what's happened before, basically. Uh, the first Women's World Cup was in 1994, and England was the winner. And then England won again, beating the USA in 1998. Then the Black Ferns, they won a ton. That's the New Zealand squad. So the last winner was New Zealand. They beat England 42-31. They've won the World Cup five times. So New Zealand... Obviously, like they're the favorite men's and women's like all the time, even though the men are going through kind of a, a tough spot for them. Mm. But the women are the favorite. They'll keep an eye out for USA, England, uh, basically all your normal names. Yeah. Yeah. So go to watch parties. Please support it. You know, we're going to have the World Cup here in 10 years, 12 years for yeah. women's, I think. I think it's men in 10, women in 12. Something like that. Yeah. Support this now. So then that way, the average sports fan will be aware of what it is. You know, when you go to a bar and then it's just on a TV and you have a group of six people watching it. Like if you are in a bar and you have six of your buddies there and you're watching it on purpose and then people see how excited you get other people are like, Oh, what's this? I'll watch it. Wow. That is interesting. Wait, what are they doing? That funny thing where they lift people? Why do they do that? Boom. New rugby fans. Why can't they pass the ball forward? That one's always interesting. <laughs> so it's like football without pads? No. No. But, but don't <laughs> yell at them. We're inclusive. Bring them in and, and guide them about how wrong they are with their misconceptions. Educate them. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, when you like when you watch football and a fist fight breaks out. Oh, looks like we have a scrum. That's not oh a scrum. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's the worst. I mean, I know we get mad because it's like scrums are the most organized thing in the world because if they're not, you will die because your neck will drive into the ground. They're organized. I hate when they use the word scrum for an unorganized fist fight. It's called a scrap. (laughs) Yeah. Like honestly. Or a Donnybrook. (laughs) Donnybrook. And speaking of Donnybrooks, so this weekend was supposed to be like a bye week for everybody. They're going to do like a Midwest Thunderbirds like camp. I don't think they did that. Yeah, I said I didn't hear anything about it. Like all I knew about was like just the bye week and they like, had something to do with Midwest Thunderbirds, but I didn't see anything. And then there was still like twenty some matches that happened yeah, in the Midwest. Like, yeah, Carfu and like Wisconsin League all did stuff. Yeah, like, and so know. Palmer women were off, but Metropolis hosted Palmer men. Mm-hmm. Metropolis, they're a great squad. They won fifty two to five. Carter Bielman? Yeah. We played sevens against him and with him, and then we played against him in select sides before. Little little blonde dude, super fast. Super fast. Very I know athletic. he was trying out for like that premier sevens league, mm-hmm. that professional sevens league. Uh, I guess he made a ton of kicks and conversion kicks, penalty kicks. Uh, they mentioned that Robert Walsh was the man of the match. 
just sounds like Metropolis, every facet of the game, they just, they were in control. Mm. And then their D1 squad is amazing. Yeah. And then the St. Louis Bombers, they took care of Wisconsin 50 to seven, which Mm. not really a surprising result. Wisconsin's been working on some things and St. Louis has been, Bombers are good. (laughs) They've been doing great on that Western side of the conference. We moved to division two. Uh, Bremer hosted St. Paul. Looks like St. Paul won that match. Didn't find a score, but St. Paul announced that they were the winners. Uh, Bremer going through a little bit of a rebuild as they were moved up to D2. So we'll look to see how they bounce back from this. The other match, our game of the week, Des Moines traveled up to East Side. Mm -hmm. And basically this was... Not really a conference championship match because there's East, a lot on the line though. For... East Eastside beat them the first time. Yeah. Des Moines needed to win. They needed to score points. They needed to win by a lot. They needed to make sure Eastside didn't get a bonus point. Um, a lot on the line because basically Des Moines needed to win this to stay in the hunt for playoffs. Yep. What happened? Well, I don't know. Just from I talked to a few of the guys because uh, obviously match didn't turn out the way they wanted it to. I mean, final score was 46, 12. Yep. Uh, they went in a little shorthanded, missing some guys, have a few guys are hurt. Uh, some guys, key guys are hurt. Some key guys. Yeah. Uh, some guys have weddings. I think they were, they were missing like two or three guys just because of weddings. <sighs> um, and yeah, I think they only, they only went with like 19 or 20 guys like on the roster, which is unfortunate because with that type of match, you need a solid top 23. Well, on East side, there. East side has multiple sides. Yeah, that too. So they're deep. They're going to have a full roster ready to go. That's tough going in shorthanded, you know, and and Eastside knows what's on the line as well. You know, they need to put up points. They need their bonus. You know, they're trying to get the best possible seat for playoffs. So, yeah. Anything else, you know, with the match? I mean, it just sounds like you don't want to just blame it on shorthanded, but anything of styles or just. That just sounded like. The pack kind of had a little bit of a rough day. You know, it's again the east side. I mean, I remember playing against them like because it was basically east side when we did selects. Yeah. When we played them. Oh, yeah. And their pack was really good. Like, very. They're big, strong, they're athletic. Big, yeah. They're, they're, they're a great mix of power and athleticism. Mm-hmm. And they're smart. Yeah. But hey, Nate Philby had a try, though. Hey, shout out Nate Philby. Yeah. That's good, boy. Good stuff for him. Prop at the prop position. So. And a good guy. Very humble. Looks like Eastside is going to be the Division II Northern playoff team. Yeah. Uh, I, but, like, that's what's crazy, too, is, like, they're only a little over halfway through the season. That That's what kind of stinks, too, that, like, only one team makes it and they play each other twice. They're kind of locked up to be the winner. Yeah, at this point. And so hopefully we don't see, a like, forfeits or drop off and play for other clubs um but the way it's set up if you only have one qualifier and they've won they're five and oh now unless something crazy happens i mean they're they're going to be the playoff qualifier and they're going to play you know four teams from d2 midwest make it and they'll beat each other up and Mm -hmm. they'll go from there uh division three everybody had a bye yeah for iowa yeah and next week Dubuque, who is at the one spot because they've played more matches than everyone, they have another bye because mm-hmm. they've played more matches than everyone. And then the number two team, the Wombats, head to Davenport to play the number three team, Quad City. And pretty much right now, two teams in D3 Midwest for Iowa will make the playoffs. Dubuque is pretty much clinched, but it's not 
a hundred percent yet because mm-hmm. Quad City, everyone else is eliminated from playoffs for mm-hmm. Iowa, except for Quad Cities, the Wombats, and Northeast Iowa. Quad Cities, they need to win this match to have a chance at playoffs because mm-hmm. there could be a situation where Quad City wins and then the Wombats beat Dubuque. Yeah, and then you never know. Like it, it you never, very well happen. Yeah, where there's like a three way tie where all three teams have one loss. So yeah, I mean, a lot on the line. You know, mm-hmm. wombats play the number three team, then the number one team to see who goes to playoffs. Yeah. Um, hey, we're on that team. Yeah, weird. I'm trying to be like unbiased, you know, but know. um, it's yeah, hard. It's going to be a really important match, and we better show up, and we be better be ready to go because I know Quad Cities is uh, ready for us. Yeah, they said that. They said they're going to be ready. I'm sure they are. Yeah, it's going to be a fun one. I'm excited. D four, Iowa Falls had a bye, so I, I'm pretty sure they did. Didn't see anything from them. Well, their schedule is kind of wonky because they have like a bye week like every other week too. Well, that's what's crazy, man. Is that like, you know, D four? It's like, hey, it's supposed to be social. You don't want to travel much, like guys. You, you look at the travel though for their games. It's they're in the Minnesota. It's it's a lot of travel. They're in the Minnesota League. They would have had a better. They would have had a better season if they just would have played D three with Iowa. And I thought Honestly, at our yeah. at our AGM, I thought Iowa Falls said, "Yeah, we'll jump up to D 3 But I think they needed another. I, I don't know. I don't know how they made that decision. But Iowa Falls said, "Like we want to be D three and then they ended up D four. River City was left out. Weird, weird stuff. Um, but hey, you know what? They're playing rugby. Yeah. So, that's what matters. Yeah. Let's move into the college game. Okay. Uh, we had Katie Brand on last week. So, number four, Iowa, drove to number two, Michigan, Ann Arbor. Long, As long drive. Yeah. But, yeah, number four versus number two. Iowa ends up losing 34-22 in a great match. Would that match be different played in Iowa City? Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's tough. I mean, especially because – they're both club teams, you know, like and mm-hmm. travel, especially really far travel is going to yeah. affect you. Oh, yeah. And like you don't want to make excuses for that, but it does play a factor. But you're playing the number two team in the country. 34-22, not what no. you want. No, but that's not that's not a bad scoreline at all. No, not at all. And something you can work with because, you know, the season's not over for them. They can work back. They, they're a great club. And mm-hmm. you'll, you'll see them continue to work. Their B-side... Iowa's B-side defeated Michigan 32-27. So we are the B-side boys. Shout out to the Iowa B-side women's team. They won. Iowa goes to Ohio State next week. So that's another tough one. Another tough drive. But hey, they signed up for it. I I saw they posted pictures on their Facebook too, or, or maybe it was their Instagram story. They had like four vans full of girls, and they were all smiling. So yeah. That's a that's a thing too. It's a good sign. Maybe as like men's players, we're a little bit jaded because we're like, oh, we're old and we have to drive. Do you remember road trips in college? I loved road trips in college. Yeah, so you know what? They probably love it. You you go to Ann Arbor, Michigan. You go to Columbus, Ohio. You make a weekend of it. Memories are made for a lifetime on those. So some of my favorite memories are from road trips. Oh yeah. (laughs) Uh, And then Aquinas women. Shout out to them. They're in Michigan. They have a couple of players from Roosevelt. They have a player from Ankeny. Uh, yeah, a lot of Iowa girls are on that oh, squad. Cool. They played sevens against Adrian College, another varsity program. They won 10-7 to seven and 15-5. to five. Hmm. So, 
they're doing great. Yeah, well, that's awesome. Yeah, so shout out to them and uh, Liberty and Genesis, who played for Roosevelt. Big part of that. Uh, I think Liberty was at scrum half. Genesis was at center. Genesis, I know, scored in the game. They won 10 to 7. Mm. So, yeah, they're they're doing really well. Yeah. and Especially for a first-year program, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and they're building to get that full-time program mm-hmm. next year and have a full-time conference schedule. Now moving over into locally, Iowa State women hosted Winona State. And we're going to have Kelsey McDowell on the phone. Let's give her a call. And now we have Kelsey McDowell, the head coach of the Iowa State women's rugby program. Kelsey, how are you doing tonight? Feeling pretty good. Feeling pretty good. How are you guys? Oh, if I was any better, it'd be a sin. (laughs) (laughs) I I can't quite say the same, but I'm slowly doing better throughout the day. (laughs) What's wrong with you, Phil? Are you dying? over. (laughs) Oh, okay. Well, that's one thing. <laughs> yeah, if if you could whisper, it would it would really help him because he's got a little headache. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> okay, I made that up. That was slander. Sorry. <laughs> no. So look like though for you, uh, great weekend. Iowa State opened up league play up against Winona State, okay, yeah. and actually, you guys were at home in Ames. You had a double header with the men's team, and. It looked like a great day to be a Cyclone, except for football. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, we're talking about the real sports right now, though, yeah. Ryan. Did so you guys? Okay. Did you guys make your kicks? <laughs> we did. We made. Uh, yeah, we made. If I look at it, I think over seventy percent of conversions from anywhere on the field. Oh so, hell yeah. yeah! Nice. Well, <laughs> be careful. You might lose. Uh, you know, one of your girls to be the kicker for the football team, but. Um, <laughs> Back to your your girls' team, and you won 70-0. to zero. Huge scoreline. Massive, massive game. Um, tell us how it went. What was the story? Man, it was it was a great it was a great day, like you said, to be a cyclone. The, the men kicked off and did so amazing against Iowa. And, you know, I, I watched, like, I love Tyler Daly, one of my good friends, and he's really growing something there, but he's definitely in a rebuild period. Um, but for us, it was uh, the girl kick. We scored in the first 40 seconds, and then again the next 30, you know, three minutes, or not 33, just three minutes. Um, and they just came out hungry, and, like, they, they're they on a mission this year. It's really exciting. Um, you know, Winona won the national championship in 2019. We beat them last year decently, but it was our last game. And this year, like, kicking off like that, their coach came over and was like, holy cow, you guys, your team's, like, really good and i appreciate you know all those sentiments but they the girls were hungry they were it was a one through 24 effort we had all of our subs in with 20 minutes left in the game and they did not allow a score so very proud of that very proud of the girls for that that's amazing too because you're not the first person in this episode to bring up the fact that you know you can score as many points as you want but you're more proud of the fact that you kept the other team out of the try zone. And that's, you know, when you play a tough team, that's where it really counts. Can you hold that team out of the try zone? And it sounds like your girls did that. And basically too, you know, you're talking about this, the way you've built this program, you have a mix of veterans, you have some new players. How are they meshing together uh, in practice throughout the week? And then obviously, I mean, we saw the result on Saturday, but What's that been like for the the new girls and the veterans getting along and finding that continuity? 
the, the last, so this is my sixth season at Iowa State, and the last five years have been rebuilding kind of a culture with them. They they had a great they had a great coach with Mark, and like and then it kind of got spotty after a period of time. And you know, the program's always been there since I was in college, and it's always been there, and there's always been these sparks of greatness. And then like I think they've had consistency now that this last five years we've been able to build a new culture of we are all inclusive. We are, we love every, like everyone is a one through 24 effort, you know, and we actually have the most kids out in the entire Midwest conference with 32 kids registered. Wow. So that getting a Jersey is, is special this mm-hmm. season, right? Like you have girls that don't even get to get rostered for a game this year. And, um, I completely credit that to my captains, uh, Maddie Dunn and Cash, and I mean my my board Izzy and um, you know that entire crew. It's Taylor. Lou, uh, anyway, there's so many girls that have just bought in and done such good things with this program, mm-hmm. and you know they supported me through a really hard year. Like I sit here and I look at it, like we really could have dropped off in the last year with certain things that you know I had to take a step back for, and now I have Hannah Fultz who I have coached since our sophomore year of high school, joining our coaching staff as an assistant coach. Um, it's, yeah. it's really coming together, but it's just this, like, every time we break down, down, it's palms up or positivity and, like, going with that. You know, we, we're mm-hmm. here to support each other, grow, and when we're having a hard time, and these girls have done that, and I'm, I mean, I can't even begin to say how proud I am, not even just for their effort on the field, but just their attitudes off of it. You know? Yeah, and I was going to bring up too that, yeah, you brought in Hannah Foltz as an assistant coach. You talk about building a culture. What better way than to bring someone who's played for you? They've seen the vision you have and they mm-hmm. can help be that that echo voice. And, you know, they hear it from someone who was a player. Now they're a coach. How has that been adding a former player, you know, and like you said, since sophomore year of high school, how is that, you know, you're adding someone that you've, you've been their coach and now they're on a staff with you. How is, what has she added to your program? Man, I mean, so Hannah in general, like the first thing I was nervous about was like, Oh, she's, you know, she just graduated last year from the program. She's friends with the girls on the team. How are they going to receive her? The girls have received her with such grace. And I feel like she's always been kind of a coach mentality in general with her experience with the ARGCP high school, all American Midwest. Like she's done the upper level stuff. What she's added for me is really um, the backline experience where I've seen it and I think I can coach it. And I, you know, have done it decently, I guess. But Hannah's coming in and seeing the fine details of stuff. Like, she's sitting on the sideline. She's like, did you see that line wasn't right? I'm like, there was a line? There was a line? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, for sure. You know, like Hannah's like doing all of that. But we work so well together too because she knows my personality. I know hers. And we are open with each other on hey dude that wasn't right that wasn't right like it's just a really great partnership but that's also the beauty of her being a captain for me for so many years because I've always had the mentality that the captain is the vessel for the team from the coach if they're not comfortable talking to the coach right so we've always had that open line of communication Mm -hmm. it's been awesome it's been really good yeah no that's awesome too that you know you she probably knows what you're going to say next to the team just because she's been in that role as a player. Like, Oh boy, here comes this, you know, or, you know, when practice is going a certain way, she just knows what to expect. And then also too, before the moment practice where she's like, Hey, it looks like you had a bad day at work. Uh, I'm going to handle this. (laughs) 
No, and that's amazing too. And then the fact you can have that trust in her of like, oh, you know what? I don't have to be as hands-on with the back line because she's got it covered and she sees it a different way than I saw it. No, she just takes them. It's amazing. She takes them. She's doing a speed and agility drill. She's doing all this stuff to her back line where I'm like, yeah, do that line thing. Yeah. I know as a, as a, coach who was a forward I always struggled with that where I always tried to find someone who knew what was going on in the back line because yeah same thing I'm just like I don't know just run hands and uh we'll we'll take care of everything else in the pack but uh who, who, when you were coaching at UNI who helped out in the back line because you were always with us the forwards John Schwarty or really DeAndre guys no there? like pl- yeah. like I would have no, players like running it because us, he was always like for us, Steve was always in the back line, and then it was the forwards running their own practice. So it's like a split, you know, like for me, yeah, type of a. But yeah, it's, it, it's totally like that area of like I get it, but I've never done it, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, and like and, to those like split second decisions or just the way you approach, you know, the attacking phase, mm-hmm. where to line up, and just to have it like second nature is one thing. And then to just be like, Oh, you know, I know rugby. And it's like, it's, it's so much better to have that person who's like, Hey, I've lived it, you know? And it's like, she's been under, she knows what you're looking for as a coach. And then she has the experience as a player. She can take that to the next level. So I think that's amazing. I think you can see your program is at another level. You know, we talked about you. It is. I credit her for a lot of like the back line. So like it's, you know, we got filmed from this week, and I'm sitting here watching the strike line be ran by my fly half centers and everything. I'm like, it's beautiful, and she is just such such an asset right now. And it's also nice having that person to bounce ideas off of. Mm-hmm. You know, I I can't give her enough credit for how well the season's been going because it's like finding that missing puzzle piece mm-hmm. to your program. You know, like, oh, yeah. oh, there it is. Like, hey, we're pretty, we're pretty good, but then she comes in. You're like, oh my goodness, like this is what we were missing, and it's almost like you don't know it's missing until they show up, and you're like, you have added a lot more than what I knew we needed, and no, and yeah. you can see the, that with the results. And the crazy part is, she's always been a part of the program, but now the girls look at her as a coach and not a fellow player, mm-hmm. and it's allowed like some of our kids who have tried to be coach players to get to step back and listen to her experience right like mm-hmm. and kudos to the team because they went from this is our friend to this is our coach and there was there's been no disrespect no drama nothing like that that's amazing because that's not always the case for people yeah. so not. that's fantastic and you know talking about taking it to the next level you, you had a big score line this weekend and then also yeah. in your conference you and i defeated wisconsin 66 to zero so both matches Huge blowouts. Pitching shutouts. <laughs> Up next week is the B-Side Boys game of the week. We have Iowa State going to Cedar Falls to face you and I. A battle of two top ten programs. A friendship put on hold. And now <laughs> bitter enemies for 80 minutes. Uh, what are the vibes <laughs> What are the vibes going into this week? And how are you going to get the girls ready for this match? I mean, I, I think we, we've talked about this matchup before. But it just feels yeah. like there's more, not pressure, but like, this is an important match. Like this is going to be kind of the match of the fall until you get to playoffs right now. Yeah. And I mean, I, I guess I don't feel like there's more pressure at this point right now. 
the mindset my players have and myself have is we have another job to do next week. Mm-hmm. And they're very, they're, they're taking on this new mentality of, especially because, you know, it's probably the biggest group of seniors I've had graduate since I've been at Iowa State. But their mindset right now is like, next week's a job. Like, we're turning off the friend mode, like you said, for mm-hmm. 80 minutes because yep. the Iowa State and I girls absolutely adore each other. Like, I don't know if Flann said the same thing. I'm sure she did, but oh, yeah. me and Flann called each other right after our games this last weekend. And we're chatting oh, about <laughs> who looks good. Like, because we're both select by coaches too, right? We're looking at this the whole season. Mm-hmm. Like, who looks good? Who's going to stand out? Like, we've had a few new kids that are like, where the hell did they come from? That's nice. Roosevelt. You know? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh I, thought that was, I thought that was a question. Ryan, <laughs> <laughs> shameless plug. <laughs> <laughs> hey, speaking of standout players, though, like, you had probably a couple girls that they really, like, stand out to you from this past weekend. Like, anybody real specific that maybe kind of caught you off guard? or? Um, honestly, so – we got we have Danny Shepard coming into our program, mm. and she was on the U23 Eagles team. She just joined Iowa State this year. Um, I coached her on the Iowa Hawkeyes uh, back her senior year, and she played a couple of years of um, basketball at Grandview on a full-ride scholarship, and now she's at Iowa State for her last two years of eligibility, which is a huge pickup for us. Yeah. <laughs> um, always great. She was invited to the Eagles squad, but had to decline for scheduling issues and all that stuff. Wow. But I will say my biggest surprise that I loved, and not that she's ever been bad, is Michelle Jennings, our hooker, number two. She tore up the field and almost had a hat trick. She scored two Ooh. tries, was just short of a third, and it's her super senior season. And she just was in all the right places at all the right times this weekend. I was so, so proud. Phil got um, so pumped uh, up when you said the hooker number two. Yeah. He's like, yeah, finally. Yeah. No one ever talks about the hook. They don't. <laughs> oh, you know, when you say that you're watching a hooker go on a 30, 30-yard run, you're like, that's it. That's, that's what I wanted. This was perfect. Mm-hmm. Love this. Love everything about this. Do you think um, the fact that it's it's her fifth year, you know, she's like using that veteran experience to find those gaps and everything's kind of coming together? You think that has a... I think so. She's hitting the ball at pace now, but the thing that I love most about Michelle is like, if you look at Michelle, even when she's playing, she has a smile on her face. <laughs> and like most of the time, you see these grimacing looks of women on their face, like, you know, triple chin, like, like coming in. And Michelle just still like smiling. It cracks me up. But I will say, our God saving grace this year is our new scrum half. I don't know if you heard about her, Ryan and Phil, or not. Who's that? So her name's Shannon. She's from Minnesota. Played four years in high school at Scrum Half. She's a freshman. Oh, wow. She's insane. Her pace that she keeps us at is insane. Like, maybe one of the best Scrum Half I've ever seen in the Midwest as of yet. Like, Spike's amazing at UNI, and I think she might be right up there with Spike. Mm -hmm. But Spike has more college experience with the intense games, right? But Shannon's been pushing it, like, well, and to have a a, a freshman, a freshman to come into a position that's such yeah. a connector between the forwards and the back line, and you have to have poise, you have to have confidence, and you have to have that leadership have ability. You have to have all these things. And as an eighteen-year-old uh, freshman, that's a tall task. And I mean, yeah. four years in high I've school never helps. Any, I've never seen anyone like it at her age. Never. Like at her age, and she was a call. She was a 
soccer transfer her like you know in co- in high school to go to rugby and all of a sudden she like just clicked with it and her parents are all bought in they've been at all the games but nice insane yeah okay. shannon joked i'm just gonna say it right now in four years she's gonna be somewhere nice. even less than that so that's a name we're gonna have to keep an eye on and maybe have her yeah. come on and talk about some things sometime soon and yeah, we actually had another. She's very loud on the field. Like Shannon, how about this? Like this time, coach. Soft spoken. That's funny. We and we actually were gonna have a another player on tonight, but she lost her voice, and so she's like, "Hey, rain check." Ivy Lawson sounded like she had a good uh, conference debut in her first eighty-minute match. She is a natural that you would think would have been on the squad for years already so we kind of sat two of our freshmen so ivy and Haley from roseville yeah um, we sat <laughs> them for like a little bit of the first half because we're just trying to like get them gauge those first 20 minute starts they had but i mean going from a 14 minute game to like 40 minute halves is huge right mm-hmm. seven minutes you get a break seven minutes you get a break in high school but in college like they both started in a 20 minute quarter and they're like wow ah, we're it's good. You know, we're good, but dang, that was a lot. I'm like, yeah. So we, we thought that we kind of went to more veteran stuff for the first half. Ivy completely went in. So we had an injury at wing at minute 30. So she went at minute 30 at wing, completely decimated it. Oh my God. Her attack, like off of like a kick, right? So kick offensive attack from that. She stiff armed three women that I know <laughs> have for four years. And left them in the dust, went down, perfect setup. And then she also got her first try tonight. But she also, her tackling, I think, she, like, if I go back and look at my stats, she probably made 87% of her tackles. Yeah. Which is insane. Her, her stiff arm you know, and tackling in high school was oh. insane. Like, you wouldn't expect it. Like, she's kind of one of those people, like, you just see her in street clothes, like, just normal. Like, oh, she looks like just a nice young woman. And then she gets yeah. on the pitch. She throws that stiff arm. She actually got oh. in trouble a couple of times because, like, it got, oh, was that a punch? And it was like, no, she, it's just, it's such a hard that stiff arm. That was the funny part. So I was like, someone messaged me on Facebook. I'm like, yeah, they're kind of calling her Baby Dunn because she looks like Maddie Dunn, who's our All American, mm-hmm. right? But a freshman. So Maddie Dunn's a senior. Mm-hmm. And like, the person made, like, oh, I'm sure she'll fill her own shoes. I'm like, listen. This isn't meant to say Ivy's not her own person because Ivy is going to do some amazing, wicked stuff. But the, the like, Maddie Dunn is taking her under her wing because she's like, this girl mm-hmm. is going to be the next, the next thing, you know, at Iowa State, and which is super exciting to me. Yeah, and because- as a coach too, that just makes me so happy because I know I told her and Haley, um, that's the other girl you were talking about. Haley, I told all the time too, like you are going to love 15s. Trust me. Like oh. it is going to be awesome for you. And it sounds like she's really taken a liking to it. And now is another impact sub for you as well. Oh, Haley came off the bench for again, USA Eagle U23. Danny Shepard was our loss and she had a little bit of a dinged up foot. So we're like, Hey, at half, you know, we're up 56, nothing at half. I'm like, Danny, come out. And she's like, no, I want to see it. I'm like, no, we don't need to. We have Haley. Like, we don't have to do this. Like, mm-hmm. Haley came in, and we didn't drop a beat. It's amazing. Like, that, when you get to that level with the 32 kids, and you get to put these kids in and not worry about a drop-off, like Haley, like, she had some, you know, she had moments of, like, I'm new to the sport. Can I do that? 
Mm-hmm. But her run, man, that girl's going to be something special too. Well, and, and she has that sevens mindset from high school. So like looking yeah. for the ball in open space, looking to make a break, knowing how to hit a gap. And then, it, you know, the size and position that she plays normally, people are just looking oh. for like run into contact, fall down. She's looking for gaps and she's looking to beat people on the edge. Yep. And one of my favorite things about Haley though too, Ryan, is she was in 50% at least of every ruck. So if she wasn't running the ball, she was in the next ruck. That's oh, yeah. huge for a freshman in 15. Yeah. Like dirty work offense, dirty work offense. Like she did all of it, which was super exciting. So like maybe Haley didn't get the yards that she might have in seven, but she was also covering a ball for us to move it mm. for the next round. That's, you know? a, that's like, amazing to hear. And then just to hear like your, it. your depth is there. It's, it's, it's not just like, Oh, we, we have 32 people, but really, boy, we're only counting on the top 15. It's no, we have 32 people oh. and we have tough decisions to make every single week of every week, every week right now. I'm sitting here with my, you know, with my board, with my assistant coach. And I'm like, and honestly, one of the kids on my board who was our treasurer, I'm like, Hey, I don't know if you're going to search, but that's fine. Like, I'll get at least 30 minutes, I think. I'm like, yeah, that's it. Because our mindset now is we're not working 1 through 15. We're working as a squad mm-hmm. where our 16th, our 16th player will be better at minute 60 than our first player will be at minute 59. Yep. If that makes sense. Yeah. Oh, so 100%. all of a sudden we have these fresh legs coming in and they are at, for 30 minutes, they can go balls to the walls and not worry about what else they need to conserve. Yeah. Where, I- when we have to person squad you have to conserve for 80 minutes yeah you know and that speaks to the culture that you've built there too that girls buy in and can see that because i know a lot of times it's tough when someone's like oh i'm not starting then i don't care and they drift away but it's like no 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 like you're a finisher we need you to finish this out and that doesn't happen if you don't have the culture and that's that's 100 the thing right like this like when i say finisher you have a specific role here mm-hmm. and it is to finish. Yeah. It's not a, it's not, you get the last five minutes of the game. You're getting 20 or 30 minutes and we can't let you in. And we used all 24 kids, this, you know, this week yeah. and we did not allow a score. So. No, that's, that's amazing. Like I said, you're going into maybe the toughest match until playoffs and our game of the week. And so last question I have here for you, so you can get to your, uh, your game of thrones house of the dragon oh, no. Get it right. <laughs> sorry sorry after the end of after the end of the last game of thrones like i i don't know if i can turn it back on so dude first three episodes are really good but i don't know how i'm feeling about the last first three, we're, at eight, we're at episode seven phil yeah no i'm saying the first three were good but i don't know i'm i don't like the time jump in it oh spoiler <laughs> well <laughs> uh, well so last question for you um what are you, you got a bold prediction or a, a, an outcome for this Saturday or uh, some trash talk or uh, <laughs> or I'm just kidding about that. What are what are your vibes? How what's the feeling going into this week and what can we expect? Um, my feelings going into this week are both squads have a lot of mutual respect for each other. They both love each other. They're going to beat each other up on the field and it's going to be a close game. And no matter what the outcome, like when you sit here as a select side coach, you know, Megan, probably the same thing. I'm yep. just sitting here looking at how positive Iowa women's rugby has grown. And I'm just very proud. That's, that's the most I can say about it, I guess. Like, it's a lot of pride. I love a lot of the UNI girls. You know, I've been able to coach them mm-hmm. over the years. And 
same with Megan with my Iowa State girls. And I know I heard, you know, Katie, you guys had the interview with Katie Brandt last yep. weekend. And we've had Iowa girls on our select side. I'm just sitting here like, wow, we're doing it. Like, Iowa's going to – we have an era camp. We have Eagle Impact Rugby Academy coming to Iowa. Yep. Because of what we've done thus far for a selection camp to do an overseas tour. Like – that's I'm, and I'm, the, the I'm, fact that the girls that went on the era camp, they they had that good of a showing, and then there's three Iowa teams in the top ten. They're making a camp in Iowa for the two girls that were on the squad. Yeah, let's think about. It. Yeah, like it, we're. It, I'm just proud, I guess. So predictions for next week. It is what it is. I'm pumped. I I my girls are gonna play hard. Megan's girls always play hard, but at the end of the day, we're growing something really special in Iowa. Mm. That's amazing because you said almost the same exact yeah. answer as Megan. Like the exact, there's so much mutual respect. And then there's also so much like <laughs> excitement for our state as a whole. And as select side coaches, like, wow. Yeah, it's just amazing. Like how you two are on just such the same page. And also like what other These sport? Kind of well, and also too, what other sport are coaches like, excited for each other you know normally it's like if you have a rival and it's someone that you're you're pushing against it's like you know screw those guys we want to beat them and we hope they lose every game and you're like no no no, those are like you don't see it in other sports it's really cool no but like and that's what i love about me and plan too like we you know here's the thing like we're always nervous this week and i'm probably gonna call her right after we get off the phone to be honest (laughs) (laughs) um but like the thing about me and plan is like we're we just we want the best for our kids like this win loss thing whatever it is like you know megan went to the national championship last year we lost and we lost to go to the final four by three points last year right Mm -hmm. and like her and i sit there we talk we watch each other's film like we we collaborate because what do we want our kids to go on we like yeah that's it, it seems yeah but it is what it is yeah <laughs> yep. no you you two you're you're on the right like you're doing things the right way and i think this is We're if there's to get kathleen into it so if kathleen's listening we've been texting kathleen obnoxiously <laughs> at iowa oh and i talked so. to katie too that like <laughs> we need to get kathleen on and and i feel like too like Phil and I talked about it. We know, you know, we're friends with you and Flan and we talk to you girls a lot and we want to make sure we give Iowa the attention they deserve too, because they're right there with you girls and like they're, they're doing great and the state's in a great spot and no, just love love it. The new message. So Cameron Carpenter played on the hot gas. She's the new, like one of the new coaches there and Miranda Vermeer. And then obviously Kathleen, like I, I've enjoyed like texting Kathleen back and forth. Like, so how'd it go? Like, Hey, like we see her more roped in to the Iowa team. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and then that select side team is going to be dirty, just crushing yeah, people. Yeah. Like dirty. dangerous. It was dirty last year, guys. We <laughs> lost, like we won the first championship by over thirty points. Oh. Like it's getting dirty. Iowa is real. I That's love where it. We're at. I love <laughs> it. Well, thank you for joining us tonight. Good luck this weekend. We're hoping yep. for you know a great match. Everyone stays healthy and. And just yep. whatever happens, like you said, so there's just both teams have fun. The both teams have fun. That's what we're rooting for. <laughs> have fun, no injuries. That's where we're at. Yep. Right. <laughs> exactly. Well, hey, good luck, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. All right. Sounds good. Thanks. For- all right, and that was Kelsey McDowell. Uh, always appreciate hearing from her and getting all of her inputs on Iowa State rugby and. Iowa State's got a really big match coming up here, and our B side boys game of the week. We'll have to. Do, 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 do. 
together. That was good. I like that. <laughs> Every time we say game of the week, should we just do, 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 do. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Well, uh, once are going to be playing you and I, big, uh, big match this weekend. And we should probably get a hold of uh, Megan Flanagan and see, you know, what she's got to say. And now we have Megan Flanagan, the head coach of the University of Northern Iowa Women's Rugby Club. Megan, how are we doing? Doing great. How are you guys? Good. A little hungover, but good. <laughs> I'm I'm not hungover, but Phil is actually dying right now. So if yeah. it seems like he disappeared, he might be yakking. Oh, Phil. <laughs> I know. Nothing's changed since college. <laughs> I'll say nothing's changed. <laughs> Oh, well, speaking of college, you coach a college women's rugby team, and uh, sounds like league play started pretty well for you ladies. Yeah, it did. We kind of started to get our little mojo going that we've been working hard on, so it was a, it was a good first win for us and a good first, first start of the season. Yeah, it was a road trip up to the University of Wisconsin. Uh, you and I mm-hmm. women won 66-0, to zero, so I mean... There are two things there. It looks like the offense was clicking. And then also defensively, uh, I'm guessing not a lot of, not a lot of line breaks, a lot of play in their territory. And um, you guys yep. kind of pinning them deep, making them work. Uh, what what was the flow of the game like? Yeah. Um, so the last two weeks, we've really been diving in in our defensive play and um, really working on our connection. That's been kind of our, our pillar word the last couple of weeks is connecting on, on defense and then uh, connecting on offense too. But defense really took a stab at it this, this past weekend and we looked really good. We just, we had a lot of grit, a lot of the freshmen stepped up, which is really cool to see. And that, that helped us kind of just put our heads down and keep going forward. It's nice. fun, fun to watch. That's awesome too. When, when you talk about, you know, connection on defense, you know, one of those principles of plays for USA rugby, when they talk to all the coaches is continuity. And I feel like we always think of continuity on offense. Rarely do mm-hmm. like, rarely do we ever think of like continuity on defense, yeah. but really, you know, that cutback lane or attacking as one unit of 15 people, you know, you don't really think yeah. of that. You just think like one-on-one make your tackle, whatever. Um, really driving it into those those young players of you have to be a unit. That's that's really cool. Like as I don't know, I, I don't think of continuity or um, connection defense, on defense. That's not usually my first thought ever. <laughs> <laughs> so who are some of those uh, young players that stepped up for you? Some of those freshmen and and what kind of roles did they play? Yeah, so Hannah Roth was was one of them. She, she's playing our eight man right now. Um, and I told her on Thursday's practice, like, Rossi, you, I need you to go off this weekend. Like, you have so much inside you that's yet to kind of just come out in the field. So um, she did just that. She she really took control as, as the number eight and was really good off the scrum, really good an uh, open field. And then her defensive attack was also really, really good this weekend, too, and coming up hard off the line, which really set the tone for everyone else um, in those roles. And and then Lizbeth as well did an awesome job. She flanked for us. And then um, Hannah Wright had her first her first game for us this this weekend, uh, freshman from Cedar Falls, and she had a couple tries out in the wing. So that was really cool. And really, like having the younger kids step up just makes our vets step up that much more because everyone just gets more hype and just kind of trickles down. It's really cool. 
Wow. Uh, speaking of freshmen, how many freshmen do you guys have in your current like starting lineup, like your top 23? Our top 23, we have 13 freshmen. Oh, wow. <laughs> and then how many sophomores? Because I know you guys were pretty – I feel like you were freshman yeah. heavy last year too. We were, yep. So our sophomores, we have – six i believe five or six right now oh man okay so, okay how many seniors <laughs> so what's really cool with this group is we have two seniors it's tatiana and then michaela but neither of them have been starting so we have our entire team back next year that's playing right now wow that's amazing crazy. and i think of that too yeah. with hannah at eight man or the number eight um basically like you have a freshman playing such a pivotal enforcer position. And mm-hmm. like, that's naturally just that position, the way it's played, like you, you have to be a leader and to have that yep. trust and confidence in a freshman uh, to step up. And then you get her for four years in that spot. That's, mm-hmm. that's going to be huge for the development and continuity for this club. Oh, Absolutely. It's very much so. So I think it's been kind of like a missing piece so far. I know it's early in the season yet, but um, yeah, having this core group of freshmen, just kind of getting that that talent out of them and being like, listen, you can set your foundation as a group right now, your freshman year, mm. and then moving forward the next four, maybe five years, um, the possibility is what they can do and what kind of legacy they can leave is is a, it's. It's unfathomable. So it's been really cool to see, and I was really pumped and happy for Roth to to step up and have a game like she did yesterday. Well, and that's awesome, too, that, you know, you're seeing some of these players develop and settle in these roles and really step up their play because, again, your preseason, you challenged yourself or you challenged the girls by scheduling, you know, Notre Dame College in Chicago, (laughs) who now Notre Dame College looks to be a favorite for a national champion um just because i mean you were in the national championship last year notre dame college i want to say finished third they're on the other side of the bracket and then yep but in his life are they not are they not competing this year in this division like last year no yep correct no they're not they're not gonna be competing this year um thank god that was that was such bs (laughs) i know yeah i was like gosh damn it like you know their b side is is just as good as their a side and and their coaching staff and you know they have world cup players on their team so yeah um i mean we learned so much from it oh yeah you know but you you want it to be a true a true measure of like this is the national champion of these universities with similar resources similar structures you know and like we all like we all have the same resources who comes out on top but you know so like i said notre dame college you got to see them early in the year. And now mm-hmm. I would imagine, you know, you got the blueprint and you're working not only on yourselves, but you have them in mind of like, okay, how are we going to beat? Like the goal is probably to beat them again. And then mm-hmm. Iowa state just beat Winona state 70 to zero in conference play. You host Iowa state this upcoming weekend, you know, thoughts on that, you know, a tough preseason. Yeah. And even at that super Sunday, we didn't know the full story, but we saw a scoreline that Iowa state defeated you and I in that super Sunday preseason mm-hmm. shortened games. Um, mm-hmm. What's the vibe going into, you know, this, this upcoming Saturday against Iowa state. Yeah. Um, the vibe's good. We, our team, 
loved actually to be underdogs. Uh, so when we, you know, they put us up in the cup in the rankings, like to second a couple weeks ago, and then we dropped down to where are we five or something, mm-hmm. which we were like stoked for. We were super excited. I've never seen anyone be so excited to drop this <laughs> place down, but, um, we, we love the position we're at right now. We love, uh, the challenges that we faced in the beginning and it really made us look hard in the mirror at a reflection of like, okay, like we, we have work to do. This isn't just going to be a, a, a walk in the park. Um, and we do have a young team. We're very green. We're, you know, we're missing Tot out in the field as a voice um, after Burns left. So we're trying to find our, our new identity in that aspect, but going into this week, we're, we're excited. We know that Iowa State's obviously going to be a really tough team and, Gosh, they have so many talented players on their team, and Kelsey's been doing a really good job um, with that program and and how they've developed these last few years. So it's definitely going to be a challenge. It's not going to be easy, and we're just going to continue to work on those little things. And our goal this season has always been just be one percent better mm-hmm. each day, uh, and that's what we're sticking to. And just just hoping, you know, tomorrow one percent better, and Tuesday we're one percent better than we were on Monday, and and so on and so forth and just really focus on the the small details of the game um and hopes that the bigger stuff will take care of itself on saturday oh yeah and yeah to talk about kelsey's squad over there at iowa state she also it sounds like is utilizing a lot of freshmen and then she also has Mm -hmm. that veteran leadership with um maddie dunn or danny shepherd who played you know for the usa grade team over the summer um mm-hmm. there's a lot there's a good mix of veteran players and so we're we are labeling this the b-side boys game of the week and uh yeah we we have a match ourselves in davenport but we really wish like we were on oh. a bye week because we were talking like we would come to cedar falls uh or Ames to see this matchup or, or the game was like scheduled later too because i was me and a couple other guys mm-hmm. talking about stopping through cedar falls on our way back to watch oh yeah yeah, do you want to push the start time to 4 p.m.? <laughs> yeah, maybe 5. <laughs> you can get some lights out of the field. It'd probably be uh, more helpful to our referee society, too, if we did that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. But I was curious, too, like, how are you feeling about having three Iowa teams all being ranked in the top 10? I absolutely love it. I, like, this is what, you know, Kelsey and I have always talked about the last few years of, it, it makes us all better. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's great rivalry teams. It's, you know, having three of us in the same state, like obviously each one of us wants to be that top team in Iowa. Um, we'd be crazy if we said we didn't, but at the end of the day, like when we get better and they get better and all three of us are better, it makes for better competition. It makes the players better. They play harder. And then um, if you look forward and like select by season, that's just like, drooling at the mouth as a selection coach. Like, oh my it. goodness, what can we do as as the Iowa Select Night team and, and getting all these athletes into that Midwest level? So it's really cool. I'm really pumped and proud of all three programs of where they're going. So it's it's been fun to to watch it all develop. Yeah, we love when we see that mm, that ranking really come yeah. out and you just see them like, what was it, four, five, six this last week and just yep. Yeah. And I feel like too, it's similar, but all three programs are doing stuff a little bit differently. I mean, some similar core values, but how you attack things is very different. Um, 
mm-hmm. but similar success. And, and I think that's what's cool too, is it shows you that rugby doesn't have to be done one exact way. There's multiple ways to have success. But like the main thing is like you have programs where people want to be there. They're happy to be a part mm-hmm. of it and they're pushed to grow. But what that actually looks like day to day looks very different. And I think that's really cool. Yeah, I agree. I completely agree with that. Oh, yeah. So do you want to give uh, any predictions for this Saturday? Like call your shot or do you want to do some trash talking? <laughs> or, uh, you know, I'm kidding. <laughs> final Honestly, final thoughts yeah. Final thoughts going into yeah. the weekend. <laughs> final thoughts. It's going to be a hard game. I, I predict a very... Um, low scoring to be honest with you just I, I just feel like it's gonna be an all-out battle um just a classic good fight on the pitch honestly mm-hmm. it's and it's gonna come down to honestly who wants it more so uh yeah we'll see time will tell and regardless of what happens you know it's it's so hard to play Iowa State because Kelsey and I are obviously really good friends and then I've gotten to coach some of those Iowa State players mm-hmm. on select sides and Midwest so it's like you always want to root for for the kids you've coached in the past, but also it's like, oh man, it'd be awesome to have that victory again. But no, we'll see. It's gonna be really good. It's gonna be really, really good rugby on Saturday. Oh yeah, it's like, and I think Phil and I feel the same way when we play against other clubs in Iowa, where it's like, hey, everybody we're playing against is our friends. But mm-hmm. for 80 minutes on Saturday, we're not friends, you know. Yeah. And it's like, and then afterwards, it's all love, and it's like, yeah, you know, we're happy for everybody, but. Yeah, for those 80 yeah. minutes, I. so you basically told us if if this was on a sports betting website, we would take the under on points. <laughs> under 21 and a half? Or... <laughs> uh, so. You know what? Yep, I, yep, I agree. I'm going to say the ending score, whoever wins, it's going to be by five points. Oh. That's my, so my prediction. There's going to be at least one bonus point for a less than seven <laughs> loss. and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> But no. Yeah, we'll see. Well, thank you for joining us. We know it's a really, yeah. really big week. It was a big win, but now, you know, looking basically off of comparing scores, which you can't always do, but it seems like this is this is kind of the most important conference match of the season. Um, really mm-hmm. excited to see the outcome and just good luck this weekend. And we definitely thank want to you. check back in throughout the season because again, we just we know you got a lot of talent and girls are working hard and we just can't wait to see what yeah. you do with it. Absolutely. Thank you guys so much. Yeah. I always love coming on here. So appreciate it. Yeah. They say it. Thanks again. And one of these times we're going to have to get you to come in person because we always do phone calls. I know. <laughs> I know. We have to. Yeah. I think we'll you're, our, you're our biggest reoccurring guest. I think, is this the fourth one we've done or third? I, I, it's at least a third. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> Just oh whenever, God. whenever I need someone, I'm just like, "Hey, Flan, you you good?" And you're like, "Yeah, sure, whatever." It's got the scoop. <laughs> Anything I can do to help? Bye, guys. Awesome. Well, hey, have a good night. Yeah, you too. Good luck to you guys as well this weekend. Thank, Thank you. you. All right, and that was Megan Flanagan, probably our most recurring <laughs> guest on the show. She's always got a lot of good stuff for us. Anything involving you and I, women's rugby, and speaking of you and I better keep things in cedar falls here and yeah i don't want to stray too far let's yeah. keep it let's uh yeah yeah we're gonna get old of one of the guys on the you and i men's team and get a little recap on how their match against illinois state went which spoiler we predicted it yep 50 plus points 
was it like 65 five something like that it was fudged him fudged him yeah let's go to hold gentry stack and see you know his thoughts on the game yeah he was there he was and now we have gentry stack from the university of northern iowa gent how you doing tonight i'm happy to be here i'm doing well good good yeah Really good outcome this weekend. You and I gets the win. What was it, sixty-five to five at Illinois State? Yep, we uh, we traveled to Illinois yesterday and came back last night, and we, I think we put on a pretty good showing. Yeah, and that was one where I, I thought the conversation around that match was really interesting. Basically, going off of Alex Goff rugby report. I don't know if you guys look into his articles or anything like that, but he's a pretty good national pundit on all things, yeah. you know, college rugby and. His big thing was he he looked at that match against Principia. It was a it was a tough loss, and he was questioning. And he doesn't know he, he doesn't watch these games, but he was questioning basically. You know, did you and I drop off? It doesn't make sense because they didn't lose guys. How good is Principia? And he's like, "Ooh, this you and I Illinois State game is going to be close." Yeah. And Phil and I we were talking, and I and I told you privately, you guys are beating them by fifty, and then you won by sixty. So. <laughs> Um, what was that match exactly. like? What, how were you guys able to come out and beat them by sixty? You know, honestly, we, I don't think we really did anything special leading up to the game. Um, we did have a solid week of practice, and then, you know, we pulled into Illinois, and I guess as weird as it sounds, the vibes were good, and everybody was happy, and we were having fun, and we all looked good, and you know, Illinois State pulls up, and they they really didn't seem like they wanted to play us for some reason. And so all the only thing that we did was we just, we just did what we normally would. And mm-hmm. we showed up and we had a good time and every, everything went really well. And I think of everybody, like, honestly, the best way to say it is that everybody just played a stellar game. Nice. I feel like you're kind of, that's just you and I rugby to the T like mm-hmm. don't do anything different show up vibes are good having fun fun, and and then everybody just kind of finds their role and and plays hard and that's interesting too though that you said illinois state showed up and they didn't really want to play you guys illinois state was kind of a a thorn in your guys' side they were kind of the team in the will back in the day that really beat up and beat up on everybody in the south and was normally the favorite and now things have shifted where you and i is more of the favorite in the south um you know so we were looking for more of like that or other people were looking for like a close beat em up old school style matchup. But yeah, the tide is shifting. It seems very quickly into you and I's favor. Right. Right. Yeah. I think, I just think that, you know, we've got, we've got the talent and our guys are still young enough. You know, you had Nick on a while back and Mm -hmm. Nick is a great dude. And like, there's just, so many dudes bring so much to the table and I think that it's it's kind of our time in our conference and and right now is that we can really do this thing does Nick know that he plays center (laughs) (laughs) he just puts 13 on (laughs) man when we were up there a couple weeks ago watching you guys play you know it it really does look like you know you don't have this massive pack but like every single person on the field looks like they have the ability to score from anywhere. Everybody's athletic. Everybody yeah. is able to have, you know, they have good uh, ball and hand skills. And then when guys get the ball, like Nick, especially you, uh, David, uh, uh, my boy, Cooper, Cooper, <laughs> um, 
your your other center. Um, his brother's Gabe. name is Mikey. Gabe. Yeah. Gabe. Why was I blanking on his name? I I be real with him every day. Um, <laughs> You're so hip and cool, Greg. Dude, I I'm killing it. Um, <laughs> no, everyone's got a really good burst. Like it just seems like you guys are running hard, running forward. So it makes sense why Illinois State was probably like, oh man, this fucking sucks. I don't want to tackle these guys. Uh, do you guys just basically run it down their throat until they gave up? Yeah, like the first the first half, it was we were only up twenty five zero, and most of it was we were still trying to get into our groove. And you know, I told our forwards just to run it at them. You know, mm-hmm. they don't want to hit us as as much as we want to hit them. And so, really, what we focused on was just playing smack mouth rugby and eventually you know the the gaps open and then people can run and nick had three tries in the first half because stuff opens up and you get the ball out and like it's there and so that's what you know running it through the middle does it sucks everything in and then opens everything up on the outside and that's that's kind of what we shoot for Mm -hmm. and then you said it was 25-0 at half was david randall 0 for 5 on conversion kicks Yes, he was. Oh my and God. <laughs> to be quite honest, um, I don't think we did him any favors doing that because every single try was on the left corner. There was like a little bowl in the grass. <laughs> <laughs> the field was the field was not up to par, but Oh man, I was yeah. gonna I was trying to like make a joke because I assumed that would be impossible for him to be 0 for five on kicks. I, I didn't mean to call him out or put him put him <laughs> on blast, but uh No, no. <laughs> oh shoot. Well, so you guys did have a tough week against Principia, and that's gonna be a club that, you know, a lot of international talent on that team, uh very similar build to Thomas Moore, and Thomas Moore just beat Iowa Central this past week. I feel like Principia is gonna be one of those clubs that is going to be fighting for a national title. You guys were able to see them early. You can make adjustments. You can plan for them and kind of go back to the drawing board. Cause you know, that's somebody, if you guys want a national title, you have to get through them. What mm. was the conversation after that match? And then that next practice, what was Zeus telling you guys? And then how did you come back to practice? And then now you bounce back and you know, that's a, 135 point swing going from a loss to a, a big loss to a massive win and now you guys are, are rolling in the right direction what was that that day after into this week look like yeah um watching film you know Zeus kind of gave it a look and we all looked at it and when we were playing Principia we really were we were trying too many different things I think and like I said, when we just do what we're supposed to do and keep it simple, stuff works out, obviously. And I think because we knew who Principia was and who they were going to bring and who they were bringing to the table and all that, we were a little, little flustered. And I think we were trying too much and trying to do too many different things at one mm-hmm. time. And so we didn't click. And so, you know, Zeus just emphasized, do the basic stuff and, and we'll be completely fine. And it showed this week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, basically, like, you know, hey, this is going to be a good team. You put in some cute stuff. You're you're just trying to make that extra pass when it's not there. Too many 50-50 yeah. balls. And then against a solid club, it's, you know, those 50-50, it's more like 30-70 because they play such a good style. So that's good. It sounds like you learn from it and you kind of. If anything, it's just going to make you guys better. And then you took it out on Illinois State. 
<laughs> exactly. Exactly. Nice. And then who else this weekend really stepped up that kind of new in the lineup? Is there anyone that you want to give a shout out to? Um, gosh, I think, you know, Mikey Santiama, he played a good game. Ian Hibbert, he's a sophomore this year. He was out on the wing and he was just blasting dude the whole game. <laughs> you know, he was stepping up and he was making hits. He was making plays and, you know, the entire time. And we we were all a little beat up, obviously, because that's how it works. But, you know, mm-hmm. Ian, Ian played his butt off and, you know, I give a lot of the credit to him because he, he really had a stellar game and, you know, there, there's also like, there's too many good things that happen to, to limit it really. So. Awesome. Yeah. I know. And looking forward to who's the next, uh, who's the next big opponent you guys have? Is there anybody really that's on the regular season schedule that might be a little challenging for you guys or. Um, so we're playing Northwestern and UIC in two weeks, all in one weekend. And then oh, we have our last home game against the U of Chicago. And that's the team that we haven't seen yet. And so I think that will be kind of the biggest uh, mystery for us going forward is just because we haven't seen them. And I personally haven't seen much film on them. And so that's one of those things where you're just not sure, but obviously we're going to go into it confident like we normally would, but mm-hmm, yeah. Yeah. You, you never want to look overlook an opponent, but UIC and Northwestern just had a 17 to 14 match or something. And then, you know, UIC got blown out by Loyola and Illinois state. So it's like, mm-hmm. I, I feel like you guys should feel yeah. very confident. And yeah. University of Chicago. Uh, is this, this is their first year in the great Midwest? I believe so because I think they were small college before this. And so they got bumped up to D2. Okay. And you know, it's just that I haven't heard much about them at this point. And so I think going forward, that's just one to look forward to because that'll be our last home game. So I think it'll be really fun. I was curious though. Like how did you guys manage to get two matches over like a weekend? Like they're both conference matches, aren't they? Yes, they are. So the deal with that is, um, the I think it was the conference commissioner, somebody. We were basically playing a Friday Sunday matchup because that that makes us take less trips to Chicago essentially because uh, they're in the same spot. Mm-hmm. And so we'll play. I think we're playing Northwestern first, and then UIC on Sunday. I could be wrong, but yeah, the whole point of that is so that we're we're limiting our travel, and so we're just knocking it all out in one weekend, and then. That's really, on, yeah. that's really cool, but I feel like you got to be careful Saturday night. You're hanging out in Chicago. Yeah. Make sure you you <laughs> well, guys stay no safe and don't do anything yeah, silly. Know, but yep. <laughs> you guys, you guys are a bunch of nerds though, and don't go to the bars. So yeah, say, if, if this is <laughs> yeah. if this is 2K13 or 2K14. You and I would be <laughs> we'd be hung over shit. <laughs> have 13 guys on the field on Sunday morning. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> With uh, homeboys chipped teeth or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! But no, that should be an awesome weekend, and yeah, that makes sense too because that Chicago drive can be a, a big deterrent for people. Like, I like rugby, but not enough to drive to Chicago two weekends in a row. Yeah. So that's cool. Yeah, yeah, you make yeah. make a weekend of it, you know. Um, do some sightseeing. That's what Phil loves to go sightseeing when he yeah. goes to new cities. So, <laughs> um, go see the Bean. I don't know. That was the Bean. 
The Chicago yeah. Bean, right? Oh, that okay. I know what you're talking about now. I was like, what? Gentry, do you know what the Bean is in Chicago? I don't. I do not. Oh. Well, you'll have to go look at it because I don't know. That's what people do. I've never done it. <laughs> go, but... go get a team picture by it and tag us in it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll retweet I'll see it. What I can do. Well, we should have some time that Saturday to to go do stuff. Yeah, heck, if you if you want to do another interview that Saturday, you guys need to kill some time. We can FaceTime. I don't know. For... <laughs> Oh, heck yeah. <laughs> well, Gentry, thank you for joining us, man. It seems like you guys, uh, you know, you challenged yourself early in the season. You know what it's going to take to become a champion. And I know that's that's a goal for you guys. The bar is always pretty high, especially with this young group, a lot of talented guys. Um, things are going in the right direction. So keep it moving that way. You, you're a very talented player. Keep Keep it up, man. Absolutely. Thank you guys so much. I appreciate it. Yeah, have a good night, brother. Bye. Thank you, you too. All right, and that was Gentry Stack. What a hell of a guy. He's a really good character. High character character. Yeah, great player, great guy. His brother's an even better man. And a new father. And a new father, yeah. I was going to actually, I forgot to congratulate Gentry on being an uncle. (sighs) I know, missed opportunity. Yeah, I miss Caleb. I do too. Great guy. The meat stack. The meat stack. <laughs> the meat train and the meat stack. Yeah. Those were, I, I see Facebook memories pop up where we took photos together after propping oh, together. Yeah. And boy, that was a, that was a thick front row. That was. My yeah. God. He's doing good. Gentry's doing good. Yeah. yeah no, speaking of, uh, too, with you and I, men's rugby and stuff, you know, what's going on with the great Midwest right now? So like you said with Gentry, it looks like they should lock up the South. Mm-hmm. Granted, it's early. If you're a player at UNI, you shouldn't have that mindset. But we're not playing there. We're, we're trying to predict things. We're trying to call it like we see it. Yeah. Um, and we're biased as hell. We're biased. <laughs> so don't listen to us for like, oh, yeah, we don't have to work hard because they said we don't know shit. We're, again, speculating. But based off of everything we've seen in years past and this year, uh, it looks like they should have it locked up. Illinois State should be the closest team to them, or Loyola. Well, they just smoked both of them. Sorry, Northwestern. Sorry, UIC. Sorry, Chicago, who just bumped up from small college. I just, you, unless something crazy happens, I just, they're not going to get past you and I. Yeah. Um, but in the North, though, because Northwestern just beat UIC 17 14. Mm hmm. UIC got whooped by Loyola. Yeah, they got not. beat handedly by Illinois State. Um, so I think UNI is going to take it to them. That weekend trip in Chicago that sounds pretty cool yeah, for them. I know, like it's kind of weird though having like two games in the same weekend, like conference play. But I like that idea to limit the amount of times I have to drive to Chicago because yeah. that can be that can be tough for a lot of clubs. Shoot, maybe we should do that in men's league. <laughs> like, not only a super site, a super weekend where it's like super weekend. You're, you're gonna play a game Saturday and you're gonna play a game Sunday, and then that way we can just get them out of the way, and people can have more bye weeks. <laughs> yeah, but that would mean we would need to have like an actual full top twenty three for those weekends. If not twenty eight, <laughs> if not twenty eight, yeah. So yeah, uh, in the north, Marquette probably the favorite in the north. Mm. They, they beat good. a tough Northern Michigan. I think North or Northern Michigan might have gotten an at-large bid to Nationals last year, or they're always on the cusp of... Yeah, because we, we played them in the will yeah. that one year. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, Marquette won 99-3. to three. Yeah, 
But yeah. Mark, Marquette does look pretty good this year, though. Oh, yeah. Uh, Euclair against Michigan Tech was 36-12. I don't think either of those two are going to be players. Platteville, they're improving, but I don't think they're on the level of Marquette. Mm-hmm. And then North or uh, Whitewater had their first match this weekend. They beat Milwaukee 62-15. to Whitewater is always tough. Yeah. Multi-national champion. They had back-to-back national championships. You know, Husky from Des Moines, he played yeah. for them. They were always tough when we were there. Strong program. I, I don't think they're on the same level as Marquette. I think they'll play a tough game, but I yeah. still think that's a game Marquette wins by two to three tries, if not more. I Yeah, I could see that being one of those things, though, where it's like probably both teams like get their bonus points and shit, but yeah. I would see Marquette winning that one by, yeah, at least a few. Yeah. Our prediction, Marquette, Northern Iowa for the Great Midwest Championship. But again, mm-hmm. a lot could happen. Yep. You know, you get a new player, you lose a player. Injuries, uh, yeah. Whatever, or maybe just... Scheduling conflicts. You Or you just figure something out and something clicks. You move the roster around. You never know. So that's what we're predicting. We'll see how it plays out. Yeah. More college rugby. Iowa Central hosted Thomas Moore. Thomas Moore, the defending D2 national champions, they move up to that Big Rivers conference. They make the trip from Kentucky um, yeah. to Fort Dodge. I mean, some of them from Argentina to Fort Dodge. Whoops. Um <laughs> No, I'm just playing. No, they do have a lot of imported talent, uh, and it looks like that continues. Iowa Central lost a tough physical matchup, 38-26 to Thomas Moore. Sounded like it was a a very hotly contested match. Looked like Iowa Central, from what I heard, might have gotten a little overpowered in the pack, and it's something they can fix. Mm -hmm. They know they are going to be in a gauntlet of a conference in this big rivers again, Thomas Moore defending D two national champion. They picked up where they left off. Yeah, and they and they're where they belong. They're D one team. Yeah, they should have barely been D one last year, but yeah, you know. And so, yeah, the B side though for Iowa Central defeated Thomas Moore's B side twenty eight twenty five. That's awesome. So again, shout out to the B side boys. Woo 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 woo. Um, but yeah, Iowa Central definitely wants that one. Uh, still early in the season. They yeah. can move some things around, learn from it, uh, grow from it. Yeah, And plus, obviously, too, like we always talk about it, but they're like, they're literally the only type of team in that, in Division One where it's like, you only have these guys for two years. You know, they are yep. obviously young. A lot of those Thomas Moore guys, like they graduated some dudes, but they still got guys that have been playing on that team and together for four years. You know, you think about it, like, what could Iowa Central do with the talent they have? If that talent stayed for four to five years. Yeah. I mean, Chuck would still be on that team. Yeah. Right? I know. You know, I mean, uh, Lane Prusner went down to Arkansas State. He'd still be at it. So, and not, and again, Brent Nelson does not want to be like, oh, woe is me. They know what they signed up for. Mm. But for guys like us who just talk about rugby and just speculate, it's fun to think about. Yeah. It's fun to think of what if those guys didn't go somewhere else? What if, uh, James, who got drafted to the Seattle Seawolves. Yeah. What if he was still there? I bet the pack play would have been a lot different with his leadership and veteran presence. But no, he's playing for a professional team. Yeah. You know, it, it makes you think, what what could that be? But again, that's not who they are. Mm-hmm. Iowa Central's not complaining, and they're not surprised by it. So Exactly. Uh, but again, it, for us, it's fun to yeah. imagine. Yeah, it's always a nice Thing to think about at least, but gives us something to talk about. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Won't be the last time. <laughs> uh, and then back to the heart of America. Minnesota defeats 
Nebraska, 58 to five. Minnesota, probably that number two team that's going to be nipping on the heels of Iowa State. Mm-hmm. Uh, great program. That rematch with Minnesota Iowa State will be hotly contested since that match was close. And Iowa State did not get a bonus point when they beat Minnesota because it was 17, 17. Yeah, like 12. 12. Yeah, 17, 12. So Iowa State got four points for the win. Minnesota got one point for the loss by less than seven. You know, so it's still going to be pretty close. It's going to be close. Bonus points matter. Um, also, too, this is funny. Brandon Sparks, he's the GM of the Utah Warriors. Mm. He tweeted out that he really appreciates when college teams post their scores like the day of or the day after, and they post film. They even do little write-ups. I agree. I actually tweeted back at him like, yeah, I appreciate when guys post their scores too because it doesn't make us sound like assholes. Because like <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> the Big Ten, I like covering the Big Ten. I haven't seen any scores. Yeah. I like it, a lot of times teams and like Goffrog report, it's not until like Wednesday until like you really know what happened or Thursday. And it's like, well, our episode already released. We're not going to wait. Mm-hmm. So that's it for college rugby. Oh, wait. I think there's one more match we need to talk about. Oh, yeah. Real big one. Iowa, Iowa State. Yeah, oh yeah, that was also our game of the week. Yeah. Do we have two game of the weeks? Technically, yes. <laughs> yeah, and we can do that because we can do whatever we want. So this game of the week <laughs> was the rematch. Iowa State hosted Iowa, and Iowa State got the better of Iowa, fifty to three. Uh, pretty similar score to the first matchup they had. And I think if you go into this thinking that both teams were the same, uh, you would be wrong. I think both teams improved, so the scoreline may look similar. But Iowa was better, but also Iowa State was just as better. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, Iowa improved from the last time they played them, but so did Iowa State. They didn't just say, like, we're happy, we're content. And you know how I know that? How? Because we talked to a player on Iowa State's team. We did, didn't we? Yeah. So let's let everyone hear that conversation. Yeah. So we're not listening to Ant Frein. For yeah. like the third week in a row. <laughs> Actually, no. We, we, love, we love hearing from Ant. I know. It's, we had to get we had to get somebody else on. It's fun <laughs> to give him a hard time. And yeah, we want to give some shine to those players. So Wes Cummings from Iowa State. Is Let's give him yet? a go. Fullback, yeah. Let's give him a call. We're spoiling the whole interview. <laughs> All right. And we have Wes Cummings from the University of Iowa State or Iowa State University. Yeah. I guess that's what they call it. <laughs> Wes, how you doing tonight, man? Good, feeling good. A little sore after the match, but that's to be expected. How are you doing? Yeah, you know, we had a bye week this weekend, so I feel great. Phil's super hungover. Yeah, a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) So he's sore. Um, But yeah, you guys had the University of Iowa come to town for a rematch, the conference matchup, and you guys took care of business. You ended up winning, uh, what was it, 50-3? to Yeah, I had 50-3, to I believe. Nice. And so how did that match go for you guys? What were some similarities, some differences from the first time you guys played them? Yeah, so the first match that we played them was very forward heavy. Um, We got like three tries right away off a mall, and the backs really didn't do much. And I don't know, that kind of, that was good to see that the forwards were excelling, but we really wanted to incorporate some, like being more of a well-rounded team. Um, 
And so in the second game, it seemed like our backs actually had a, like a lot more stuff figured out. Um, our handling was a lot better. Uh, there were less bad passes, less like loose play where everything went crazy and we fell into our structure. And I honestly play, think we played like the best half of rugby we ever played in the first half there. So Nice. And I know we talked to the coach of Iowa last week and it sounded like they were, they were pretty positive and they had some things clicking, but also it sounds like you guys are also kind of finding your way, finding that structure. And it really showed there too, to add that backline play because uh, remind everyone, what position do you play for Iowa state? I play 15. So the fullback. Gotcha. And does Ant have you attacking a lot as a fullback or what does your role look like in Iowa State offense and defense? Um, so as far as the the defense goes, I'm kind of like the guy who sits back, last resort for any breakaways or anything that like that. And I'm always like the voice on the field trying to get people to shift or to drop back for a kick or set up, just trying to be the voice of, I don't know, reason or just mm-hmm. so everyone knows what to do on defense. And then as far as offense goes, um, it just really depends. I always am trying to find a work. Um, obviously, if something's across the field, I'm not going to sprint over there and mm-hmm. waste my energy. But, yeah, I do try to insert a lot and uh, attack a lot. And also, I try to just d- distribute but hit holes when I can. Mm-hmm. Um, I played running back in high school. Uh, so uh, I feel fairly confident in hitting holes and um, evading people. But I also like to play a distributor role whenever I can. Nice. Did you ever have any, uh, did you ever play high school rugby at all? Or is rugby just something you discovered when you got to college? Yeah, no, I never played high school rugby. Uh, when I got to college, I had a friend who said it was awesome and that the guys are really cool. I need to come out. And I came out freshman year and it was pretty cool. I met everybody. Uh, but then we went home for, for COVID and I wasn't sure I was going to do it. I mean, I was kind of back and forth in on it because of all the COVID like guidelines and how strict it was. But um, I eventually just fell in love with the game and it, it was awesome. So the dudes are awesome. And we kind of like all of us came together at one point and like every which way just converged onto one path. And now we're like, it's a really tight knit group. So it's cool. Yeah. And you can really see like as a fan and like watching um, what Ant's done over the last few years and just how he has you guys playing. That's it's crazy to hear that you were like debating on whether or not to play during COVID because I feel like when we were watching Iowa State Sevens, your name popped up a lot. Like you are very fast and in Sevens, you really know how to attack as well. And so um, it's cool to see that translate into 15s. What was that like playing in such a high level for Sevens and, you know, being on you know, CBS sports or the Peacock network, and then bringing that experience now into 15s. Um, it was really awesome. Uh, the first time we went down to new Orleans was kind of during that COVID year. That was the first time I had ever played seven or not the first time, the first semester I'd ever played seven. Wow. And so that <laughs> didn't look like that, it. <laughs> <laughs> it. It trust me. That semester was a year of kind of ups and downs trying to figure out, uh, figure out rugby in general and I think sevens is like a completely different game um but just the uh, way we attack and the way like I felt like we all gained confidence as a seven squad 
we brought it back to 15s and we were able to like feel confident in ourselves and our handling and um, seeing success at that level uh, also um, motivated us and wanted to uh, be like kind of the core like group that brought like everyone else up and during 15. So it was pretty cool. Oh, that's awesome. And like I said, it was awesome to see you guys play on, on TV or yeah. on the Peacock network. It was also awesome that you guys use the old school Iowa state cyclone logo with you're, you're incorporating the Navy in the uniform. I yeah, I'm a big like, fan of oh, that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. At first I was kind of like, I, I don't know. I think we should kind of stay to our school, school colors. But then the guy who uh, scheduled those uniforms to be like shipped to us, I saw him and I'm like, oh shit, those are really cool. <laughs> so no, they, you guys look sharp and, yeah, no, it seems like things are going really just look sharp in general right now, too. Like conference play, you guys are killing it. Yeah, I don't want to like look too far ahead, but it just you play each team in your side of the conference twice and you have Nebraska coming up. And as long as you guys keep on this path from where we sit, you know, as a player, you got to stay hungry. But from where we sit, it seems like you guys should be the winner of the North. Is that kind of the vibe you guys have, uh, you know? At Iowa State, um, it's like you you kind of want to think that way, but you also want to take it week by week, right? Um, Minnesota was a very tough game, a very like tough fought game. They're a very disciplined team, mm-hmm. um, and they were missing a few guys. Um, so we are really taking it week by week, trying to get better, di- uh, digest and dissect everything we did against Iowa, apply that to this week, learn, practice what we did bad, uh, focus on what we did good play Nebraska and do the same thing after Nebraska Mm -hmm. than Minnesota again. And so I think that's a better way to look at it than trying to sit here and be like, Oh yeah, we're sitting good for first place. Mm -hmm. Obviously we have those goals in in the back of our mind, but um, I think we like to keep it kind of at like a day by day practice by practice. um, Mm -hmm. Look forward to the next game. Yeah. And you know, you said too, you know, you guys, you watch film, you, you learn from it. And I feel like, you know, that's something like as a player you you take on as yourself. So when you think of the growth of Iowa State and like your guys' play over the, you know, past couple of years, would you say it's more player driven or like how much does Ant really impact you guys? <laughs> I'm kidding. That's a joke. <laughs> no, Ant's awesome. Um, definitely when he's up here, I mean, we practice, we're a club, so we only practice two days a week. Mm-hmm. When he's up here, like, he does everything behind the scenes for us. He oh, yeah. is trying to get a, alumni donations, getting us set up with matches, all that stuff. Um, and he motivates us when he can, but when, and at the end of the day, it is like, it's up to us if we want to get better. And mm-hmm. I think all of us, Ant's done an awesome job at doing what he can, but, like, it's up to us to try to, uh, keep that motivation going and trying to um, not get complacent and actually stay in love with the game. So, yeah. Well, and like, like you said, behind the scenes, I don't think I've seen another person work harder for a club administratively than I've seen Ant. Like, yeah. I mean, just like what he does, like recruiting and just, you know, you are a club and there's not a budget from the school and how he brings in players from out of state. It's, it's really impressive. And then, once he gets you guys there it, to inspire you guys to fall in love with it. And then you choose to get better. Um, do you have plans? You know, you're a senior. Do you have plans to play after college? Have you, have you looked ahead at that at all? Or are you just focused in season? 
I'm kind of just focusing on the season right now. Um, I'm more than likely, if I'm going to play after college, it would just be for a men's league or a men's club. Um, we know of a few good just, ones. I don't know. Yeah, you gonna you gonna be in the Des Moines area? You, you said uh, fullback. We're gonna move DeAndre to the pack, so we need a fullback. Uh, um, just throw. I mean, I don't know what size shirt you wear. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm just kind of just focusing on <laughs> the season right now. Um, We're just messing with you, game. man. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> I love the game, and I love Iowa State, and I love the team, and um, I definitely just will see myself probably on a men's club. That's awesome, and I, I feel like whatever – Whatever club you end up with, they'll really appreciate your skills because, I mean, you are, again, like I said, watching you play sevens, I'm like, I should probably stop playing sevens because it doesn't look like that. <laughs> sevens was a really interesting time because, like I said, um, my junior year, or not my junior year, my sophomore year when we went to New Orleans kind of during that COVID year, that was my first semester ever playing sevens. And um, I was a little tentative and then, some of like my skills and strengths from I would say like high school sports uh, kind of showed out during sevens. It's mm -hmm. not you don't need as much of that rugby IQ, so you can kind of uh, rely on your creativity and like kind of your athletic ability a little more. Combined with my team being awesome, like mm -hmm. I think it almost felt like I got lucky and I was just at the right place at the right time in a lot of those some of those plays or highlights or whatever. Oh yeah, because those guys are doing crazy offloads, crazy breakaways, crazy kicks. So it was just it was just a really fun time, and I I loved. And in the, even in the next year, I took that. I felt like I added my rugby IQ onto some of that natural ability, and then our team got stronger and stronger. And so hopefully, we'll compound on the next year or next semester as well for sevens. Oh, definitely, and we'll be rooting for you, man. And we appreciate you coming on and talking to us. It's good yeah. to take a break from talking to Ant for a week, you know. So. <laughs> I know he'll text me yeah, right when this episode releases to oh, yeah, critique 100%. it. So just so you know, <laughs> he's kind of a behind the scenes producer at the moment. <laughs> well, I appreciate it. Thanks a lot guys. Oh yeah. And good luck the rest of the way, man. And keep grinding and keep getting the guys motivated and we'll be rooting for Iowa state come playoff time. Yep. All right. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yep. Have a good night. Bye. All right, and that was Wes Cummings, a yeah, phenomenal player. Looking forward to see how Iowa State finishes out their season, and hopefully they, you know, make a big run. Yeah, I know we bust dance balls a lot, but I really mean it when I said no one works harder than him, especially, like, off the field. Yeah. No, he's doing a fucking great job, dude. The, because, like, he doesn't have to. You yeah. look at other clubs, other like, the way he – like social media and he promotes like when he recruits someone, you know, Iowa central, they make an announcement because they're like giving someone that money. Like Iowa state's doing it to like build that exposure, build the brand. Like mm -hmm. he, he, he doesn't have to do that. Yeah. And he's pulling guys from California, Wisconsin. Yeah. Uh, I think just all over, all mm -hmm. over the country and people want to be there and they're seeing, you know, people are ending up, it sounds like the culture is good too. Mm -hmm. You know, that's another big thing. Guys are buying in, and that's why too. Like we talked to Ant, we're friends with him, but to hear it from Wes, mm. you know what I mean? I yeah, think that was cool. That I think that's cool, and I think that speaks volumes for like we, we joke about Ant to Wes, and like I made that joke, and he immediately 
just goes to be like, yeah, he crushes it for us. And we are inspired to do more on our own. And the fact that, you know, they practice twice a week. Yeah, that's crazy. Like That means the rest of the time, you know, they're taking care of business on their own. Mm-hmm. They're making sure their bodies are ready. They're studying film. They're getting together with the boys. And he even said, too, like, that core group of guys got together and they're all on the same page moving forward. So, yeah, I'm excited to watch them throughout. Yeah. Because we're getting to that, like, mid point of the season. And, like, we're starting to see, like, all right, how are things shaping up? Who should be going to the playoffs? And, yeah, Iowa State, man, they're going to be tough. Oh, yeah, very tough. That Minnesota game, can't overlook it. Of course. Yeah. And then speaking of Minnesota – Oh, great transition, Mr. Gray. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I didn't even plan that one. I just realized, like, oh, here's our spot. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, speaking of Minnesota, so last week when I reached out to Flan to be like, hey, tell us about the, your game. And she's like, the Amazon women's match? I'm like, oh, you and I didn't start conference play. And she's like, you should talk to Maggie Burns. I'm like, you know what? We should. And so we're going to give Maggie Burns a call. She is a UNI grad. If you listen to like our early episodes, she, we talk about her a lot. We What's talk about her a lot because she was killing it uh, with like some select side stuff. She was killing it in sevens, and yeah, I mean, she her name got brought up a lot during the CRC. Yeah, like a lot. <laughs> and yeah, Flan just couldn't say enough good things about her. So we're like, you know what? I think that's a this is a really important thing, especially with the Women's World Cup coming up. Mm-hmm. A lot of times it's when women are done playing rugby in college, that number and percentage of women who go from college to senior side is much lower than men's. Mm. And the men's number is like less than 10%. Yeah. So like less than 10% of guys who play college in rugby will play men's rugby. Women's, it's even less than that. And that's what sucks is there's so much great women's rugby in Iowa there should be so many women's clubs, yeah. but it's just not happening. Not yet. But. Not yet. And I think Maggie can be someone that you can look to, to be like, she had a great career at UNI. Now she's playing for a senior side and she's having a great experience. Mm. How do we know it's a great experience? Just listen to her voice in this interview. Sounds like it's awesome. Oh yeah. Should we talk to her? Let's do it. All right. Now we are here with Maggie Burns of the twin city, Amazon rugby club. Maggie, how you doing tonight? I'm good. How are you? Good. Thanks for joining us. Uh, we wanted to check in because it was funny. Last week, I reached out to Megan Flanagan and was like, hey, can you talk to us about the game this past oh. weekend? <laughs> and she was like, uh, there was no you and I game. You mean the uh, the Amazon game? And I'm like, oh, whoops, my bad. So, And that's kind of how she she was like, hey, you should talk to Maggie and check out how things are going over there. So Basically, you were at UNI last year. You are with the Amazon Rugby Club now. How's everything going, going from college to now the senior side? Um, it's been good. It's um, it's definitely a transition. Uh, my first two games, I found that the physicality level is very different. <laughs> um, so that's been interesting. But it's been fun um, being surrounded by a team of people who have a really deep um, knowledge of rugby. That's been really cool to learn from. So, yeah, it's been awesome. Yeah, and it looks like you ladies had a really good match last weekend, 80 to nothing over Oconomowoc. And it's not the WPL season right now, right? It's like a D2 or how how does Twin City, how do they they run their club? 
Yeah, so their fall is D2, and we focus on a building um, season. And so right now uh, we're kind of going back to the basics and making sure that we do all the little things right. Um, and then in the spring is when WPL will pick up. Awesome. And and that's something you'll be competing on, right? Yep. Yeah, I plan to play in the spring. Awesome. So did you move up to the Twin Cities after you and I, or how did that work for you? Yeah, so um, kind of my thought process was I wanted to play um, WPL after college, so I knew I was, I knew I wanted to stay in the Midwest. I wasn't quite ready for a big move, so it was either going to be Chicago or Minneapolis, and um, I kind of ended up with Minneapolis since uh, it was not as big of a city, so it was less <laughs> of a um, big change. So yeah. Oh yeah, and also too, you have a lot of either former teammates or some you and I alum are on. Yes. Yeah. It's been awesome. Um, I think there's right now there's two you and I alum, uh, playing, uh, for the Zons, but then there's another person coming back in the spring. So there'll be four of us total, I think, which will be awesome. Nice. Yeah. It seems like there's a nice little pipeline there from Cedar Falls to the twin cities. So that's cool. You keep that going. And then also with, you know, the world cup coming up for the women's matches uh, you know, 2021 world cup got pushed back because of COVID and everything, you know, some of the the women that you play with, have they had experience at, you know, USA level competitions? What's that been like, or what's kind of the vibe going into the world cup and kind of playing with people who've played at a very, very high level. Yeah, so one of the um, women that shows up, like, consistently played for USA Sevens um, back in her, like, prime day, which was, which is really cool getting to practice with her. Um, And then two former, or I guess current, um, Amazons are actually at the World Cup right now training. So there's Katherine Johnson or KJ, and then Katana Howard. They're both um, Twin City Amazons that are going to be playing. Um, So that's going to be really fun to watch. Yeah, that's awesome. Wow. yeah, we we're gonna plug the the women's World Cup in this episode and try to get people to do watch parties because I don't know the women's team is outperforming the men's team like against their competition and it just seems like I don't know a really big opportunity and then the fact that you know these women are playing you know locally and then now they're on a national stage it's it's really cool to see and you know something you think you're you're working for and um, training for is that a goal of yours? Um, I would say, yeah, it's a hope for sure. It's kind of a dream. So we'll see. Um, I'm taking it one step at a time. I want to see how I handle um, WPL mm-hmm. since that'll be kind of that next level before. Um, but yeah, ever since um, college, when I started getting invited to bigger tournaments and stuff, it kind of, that idea kind of started um, growing in my head a bit. And so, yeah. Oh yeah. That definitely seemed like as we were following along with all the, postseason play of you know you and I women's rugby and we're watching because we went to school with Flan when she went to you and I and um, your name just kept popping up and uh, rugby when did you find rugby was that I mean when did you first know that that was a sport for you Uh, I joined my sophomore year of college um, and at first I was pretty hesitant I just I really wanted to be part of a team again Um, I played a lot of sports in high school and I missed that atmosphere and so I figured it was a good community to join um and then that that uh spring that first all Iowa that I played in I had a lot of fun playing with the alumni because they 
were able to like manipulate the defense and set me up. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of got like a, a taste of what you can do with rugby beyond just like, like the first season I played, I just ran as hard as I could with the ball. Like that was my, that was my tactics. I was like, I'll catch the ball and just run as hard as I can until someone stops me. Um, but then getting to play with people with more knowledge, um, kind of opened up my eyes to what it can be. Um, and so I started to take it a lot more seriously after that first year. Um, and then the opportunities just kept coming and then I got more and more serious as more of the opportunities started, uh, coming to me. So, yeah. That's that's amazing to think that, you know, your sophomore year, it's like you've never played this sport. And now, yeah. you know, pretty much I know we talked to a guy who coaches uh, Chicago North Shore and it's like, you know, professional ish or like as close to professional as you can get. Like just a few years later, like, could you even imagine sophomore you being like, hey, this is where I'm going to end up? You know, like what a what a wild, quick ride for you. It's yeah. been. <laughs> Yeah, it's been crazy to think um, that I've only played for four years total. Like, this is my fifth year playing, wow. um, which is pretty wild. That is wild. <laughs> but wow. I, I honestly played, like, nonstop for those four years. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that's been one of the things. I was talking to some of the uh, former University of Minnesota girls, and, like, their COVID season, they all had to stop playing. And that was kind of our biggest growth season for you and I. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what really made, like, the shift for us. Um, to be in like a more serious um, team and a more knowledgeable team is because we got to just continue playing. And so I've had opportunities nonstop for the past four years. That's helped me grow a lot. Definitely. And what would you say to, you know, girls that are in college right now, whether they're you and I or just wherever, and like if they're on the fence about playing after college, what advice would you give them? Yeah, um, I would say learn as much as you can in college. Um, but like definitely join any women's team that you can find. Uh, there's so many different levels you can play at and continue to play at. And so just because you graduate college doesn't mean, uh, it should be a reason for you to stop playing. Uh, If you want to go to the more competitive side, like there's WPL and really good D one teams in the area. Like the Chicago lions are a great D one team. Um, and then there's also those D two and D three teams that kind of allow you to get a feel for the woman's side. Um, and then you can continue to move up from there. So, Oh yeah. Cause that's something we're seeing where it's like, you know, it's hard for those lower levels. We see it in Des Moines where, and like Cedar Rapids tried it, Northeast Iowa, Mm. where these women's clubs, they want to pop up Omaha, but it's like so far of a travel. And like, you know, Mm -hmm. there's, there's people out there, but just getting them to commit to it has been, has been tough. So hopefully with, I mean, Iowa, Iowa state, you and I, like all three colleges ranked in the top 10 nationally. Hopefully we see more, college graduates play at a senior side and they keep that going. Do you have any predictions or goals for you this upcoming season or uh, the Twin City Amazon Rugby Club? Um, right now, uh, I guess I would say for D2 right now, it's just continuing to grow every game. Um, WPL, they didn't have the best season last year because it, it's a very young team right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was the first season back from COVID. So that was kind of like a weird season in general. Um, so I think they're hoping um, that this uh, this spring, we have a lot more wins under our belts. Um, so And take yeah. you into that, uh, that spring season with some confidence and, and growth and hit the ground running. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Perfect. And out of curiosity, too, what's the rest of your guys' fall uh, schedule look like? Do you have a couple more fun or interesting matches coming up here? Or? Yeah, we play um, in Chicago next weekend. And then I think we have um, another home game in a couple of weeks. So we have a couple more games before we start um, looking into playoffs. But right now we're 2-0. I mean, we haven't been scored on. I think that is our biggest, oh, wow. like, <laughs> prideful thing is that we played Minneapolis Menagerie. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we beat them 35 to nothing. And then um, Ocon, we beat them 80 to nothing. So <laughs> our biggest <laughs> pride right now is just being able to hold the other teams at zero. I feel like that that is so much cooler than, like, yeah. you can score as many points as you want and that after a certain point, you're like, eh, who cares? But if you can leave a zero, especially, mm-hmm. like, in the the column like in the season standings throughout the year if you keep that at zero it just it's so much yeah. more meaningful than like oh we ran up the score on a on a team like that's not fun but good defense yeah you just yeah, mm-hmm. that's fun hang your hat on that and so <laughs> yeah yeah. Our, yeah it's been really fun our last five minutes of our game um from last weekend uh was all tri-line defense so it was so cool to hear like that last whistle and be like okay we held them like <laughs> we were able to keep them at zero <laughs> that's funny too and like like you said it was 80 to nothing but yet you still had that that sense of purpose of like we will not let them mm-hmm. score <laughs> yeah yeah exactly awesome well thank you for joining us tonight and we just wanted to get a quick check-in yeah. and it sounds like things are going pretty well up there we're going to be rooting for uh the twin city amazon yeah, rugby yeah. club and when you guys make playoffs and when wpl season happens we'll probably uh, check back in with you if you're cool with that. Yeah, yeah, it sounds awesome. Thanks for having me. Awesome, yeah, thank you. Have a good night. All right, and that was Maggie Burns. Really appreciated her coming on and this gives us a little scoop on the Amazon and just see how everything's going and mm-hmm. what her future plans are. Hoping to see her in a USA Eagles jersey at some point in her career. Yeah, and it sounded like too where that's not the main goal for her right now. It's just no. like she's very in the moment of like, hey. I'm here. We're developing. We're getting better. I'm around a lot of great players, and I gotta, I gotta figure this out first before yeah. I can even like again us speculating and being like, God, it'd be so cool. And she's like, she didn't say this, but she said it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you could get, you could read it. Like, there's a lot more steps in between where she is and that. Yeah, there is like yeah. a lot of steps, but I don't know. Like, just watching her play at U and I and just everything she's been doing, like mm-hmm. I could see it being a thing in the coming years, but. You never know. Yeah. Now moving on from Maggie Burns of the women's senior side, we're going to take a look at the Iowa Youth Rugby Association Girls High School Sevens League. And we are now in week two. And so sorry for the delay in this episode, but I wanted to make sure that I had these scores and we had this in as well. If you notice the sound quality is different. I'm not recording in the Wombat Den using my laptop. So anyways, the first location was hosted by Southeast Polk at Bondurant for our middle school. So we had Cedar Falls taking on brand new Central Springs, who's really come out of nowhere. Central Springs are doing a great job, but Cedar Falls with that massive roster, a lot of experience, they end up winning 30 to 0. Up next, Valley takes on Ankeny. Ankeny, low numbers, but a lot of grit. They win 32 to 0. Then we had 
defending state champion Southeast Polk. They took on Ankeny. They win 31-0. And Debbie McKittrick, she shared that her team, they had nine players for the night. They had a couple of injuries. Really proud of her team. Even though the scoreline was 31-0, she was down to six players against Southeast Polk, and they held their own. A lot of talent on that team. They're scrappy. They're learning. They're getting better. It's just they need some depth. They need to be able to have seven girls out there. So hopefully Ankeny can find a couple more players because they've got a lot of good pieces. And then Southeast Polk, a great coached side. Uh, They're doing great already. Then Central Springs takes on Valley, winning 42-5. to Central Springs, man, to be a brand new club and to put up 42 on another club, they really are taking this seriously and really being students of the game. And then in the main event of the night, both undefeated clubs, Cedar Falls taking on the host Southeast Polk. Cedar Falls wins 12-10. to So that puts Cedar Falls at 4-0 and Southeast Polk at 3-1. Definitely think that they will see each other again in the playoffs. Uh, We'll have to check the schedules to see if they play again anyways in the regular season, but this won't be the last time they face each other, but Cedar Falls gets them this time. Then over in the Cedar Rapids host site, they were playing at the Cheyenne Rugby Field. That's where the Headhunters plays. The Headhunters, the D3 men's club, they hosted on the night Mike Nemshoff, the president of the Cedar Rapids Headhunters. He was the tournament director. looked like a beautiful night. I love seeing when you have the men's clubs or just any clubs in general hosting, giving back to the youth, and that's how we grow this sport. And so up first, we had Cedar, Rap- Cedar Rapids, Washington, the host, taking on Des Moines Roosevelt. Des Moines Roosevelt finished second in the league last year. They were state runner-up. They're a very young team this year. Cedar Rapids, they fight through. They win 20-14. to 14. Up next, Waverly Shellrock, another team that's deep, big roster, great coaches, very technically sound. They take on Indianola. Waverly Shellrock wins 29-7. Then we have the brand-new Fort Dodge Gazelles, the sister team to the Fort Dodge Stags. I love what they're doing with their logo and how they aren't directly – affiliated with the school, so they're not calling themselves the Dodgers. They have the Stags and the Gazelles. Similar logo, same colors. Really cool what they're doing. They take on Des Moines Roosevelt, and they tie 17-17. Up next, Indianola defeats Norwalk 24-0. That Norwalk squad, they are also a young squad. A lot of learning taking place. Good for Indianola getting the shutout win there. Then we had Cedar Rapids taking on Fort Dodge. Cedar Rapids with the 32-10 victory. And then the final match of the night, Waverly Shellrock defeats Norwalk 41-0. So where does that put us in the standings? Cedar Falls and Waverly Shellrock are both undefeated at 4-0. Southeast Polk and Central Springs, again, the brand new Central Springs, both 3-1. When we look at those top four clubs, you know, Southeast Polk was the champion. Cedar Falls finished third. Waverly Shellrock finished fourth. Or I might have those flip-flopped. I'll have to double check, but three of the top four teams were three of the top four teams last year, and then that Central Springs jumping up. They are getting after it. Really cool to see a brand new club just, you know, jumping up in that top echelon of teams. Then we have Ankeny, Indianola, and Cedar Rapids, Washington, all at two and two. Des Moines Roosevelt at one, two, and one. Fort Dodge, oh, three, and one. And then Norwalk and Valley at oh, and four. They're fighting. They're getting better every week. 
the level of play in this league has gone up every single year. We see brand new clubs. We're seeing clubs come back. Uh, there's a lot of great rugby going on. I hope to have a coach or two, maybe a player next week that we can talk to and get a real feel for the league. But the way it's shaping up, it looks like, you know, some of the historic favorites of Cedar Falls, Waverly, Southeast Polk, they're going to be in the running. And then Central Springs, they're going to be in the mix too. And don't count out Ankeny, Indianola, and Cedar Rapids as well. Ankeny, low on numbers. If they can stay healthy, I think they'll be a threat, just like their boys team was last spring. Indianola, getting better every single year. They made some noise in the state tournament last year. I think they'll do the same this year. And then we have Cedar Rapids, Washington. Again, another young team. They're just going to keep getting better from week to week. All right, and that was our Iowa High School Girls Rugby Recap. That was week two. We'll see you next week for week three. And again, hopefully we'll have some coaches and some players on. We can get a feel for the league, how things are going, how they're shaping up. And yeah. All right. Now back to the rest of the show. And and the thing is, too, like, I don't want us to just like get stuck in like D3 men. Because again, the women's game, college, senior side, World Cup. There's a lot of great shit happening with women's rugby, with Iowa connections. Oh, yeah. Uh and then on the men's side, I just want to hear from everyone. A lot of great stories. It's it's nice to cover all aspects of mm-hmm. rugby in, in Iowa or just in general, really. Yeah. For yeah, and that's that's our goal. Yeah. Get as many people as possible. So, um, yeah, I like this new format in yeah. season. Yeah, I like this. Yeah, it's it's fun talking. Yeah, just getting a couple of different people on, just getting a quick recap. So. Again, like you said, so we don't have to speculate on like how the matches actually went. <laughs> that that's pretty hard to like wing it or just base it solely off of the Facebook post. Like, yeah, it's tough. And then like in the Facebook post, they never say like who played well. Yeah, I, know. I don't even know. And like some teams don't even post a roster. I'm like, I don't even know who played. How can mm. I? <laughs> I know. How can I say anything? I'm just reading a number off of a, a social media post. I mean, to be fair, too, we don't really put like who like how certain individuals played. I mean, like. We'll post like maybe who our man of the matches and stuff, but I like how you say it. I like how you say we, but it, it's just it's me. you. It's <laughs> you. <I know. laughs> yeah, and then I forgot to post the man of the match from Iowa City, and Vic and Parker <laughs> got so mad at me, and they because I posted Detar's man of the match yeah. against Cedar Rapids, and they're just like in the group chat, like "Wow, Gray, <laughs> stop Asian hate." <laughs> Oh, I, and I was just, I was just busy. I was just busy, you know. Exactly. Yeah. Father too. You Big said decision. it, not me. Yeah. yeah. No, it really. Whew. It times are wild. When are you gonna start having kids? Yeah, it's gonna be a minute. <laughs> We're not expecting that to come up on the podcast. <laughs> no, <laughs> not at all. Oh yeah, kids are great. <laughs> oh. Yeah, no dog of the week, no top five, because, again, we want to give all these great interviews. Gosh, there's so many good people, you know? Yeah, no, really was, good people. it was good. Um, yeah, what do, you, what do you think going into this week? You know, we have two more regular season matches. College is in the middle of it. High mm-hmm. schools now go, like, they just had week two. Um, and women's college is kind of just kind of getting started in the swing of things. So, yeah, yeah. We're, we're in it, man. Yeah, I'm – I'm feeling good about a lot of stuff. I I'm excited for our next two weeks and just to see how everything else shapes out. And it's going to be really interesting to see how like college rugby 
shapes up. Like I'm really hoping that you and I obviously does well. Yeah. Iowa State does well. Like and all Iowa teams, preferably. Yeah. It's just you know, I like the direction rugby's going for Iowa as a whole. Yeah. I mean, a few forfeits this fall. For men's league, it's been tough. Yeah. yeah some numbers not where you want them. But you just hope, like, I look at Iowa, I look at Iowa State. Those clubs both have, like, 40, 50 guys on the roster. They go, they got to go somewhere. Yeah, hopefully. But, like, like you were just saying, only at the moment, it's only about 10% yeah. of collegiate rugby players will go on and play men's league. Yeah. I wonder what would, what would really be the way to, like, bump that up. Like, what would be something <laughs> to make it more enticing? Yeah. Or... I don't know. Because I, I I do get it where it's like in college, it's like, hey, this is the thing I did in college when I was in college. Mm. And once you graduate college, you're like, I, I'm now an adult. I bought a house. I'm starting a family. I have a career. I can't be going out partying and and being a silly boy on the downtown and <laughs> getting into shenanigans. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm yeah. going to, and like, you know, some people are like, I need to leave that part of my life behind me. But like, also, too, like when I look at our Wombats Rugby Club, it's like it's not like we're doing things we did in college. Yeah, we're not, you know. So for the most part, <laughs> that, well, maybe you are. Yeah. I'm not. <laughs> I, I need to grow up. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, I agree. I think that's something collectively as a union, um, as just admin of clubs, collectively, how can we? make our sport a place you want to be you know we're competing with rec league basketball we're competing with slow pitch and fast pitch softball i always felt like slow pitch or fast pitch softball would probably be the biggest the biggest ones that Mm -hmm. get in the way with rugby even though it's mostly over well it's over the summer but some of these it bleeds into the fall it bleeds in the fall and like some of these people do like crazy travel teams and is it because like you know basketball, softball, volleyball, like those sports make more sense. It's like rugby. I have to learn it. But it's like, we just got Devin who had never played rugby before power lifter. Mm. And now he's a starting lock and the dude's a monster. Like I, I, but to convince someone like, Hey, you would like this and you'd be good at it. You know, that's part of it. In my opinion, when you look at like the other sports that we technically had to compete with, all those other sports are essentially non-contact sports. Yeah. You know, and I think some people sometimes get worried about getting hurt and having it affect their jobs. That's a deterrent I've heard from other people before. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's how people normally hang it up too. It's like, hey, I got injured. But like a senior club player, that's how your career kind of ends. It's like, oh, I'm hurt. And between work or a spouse, like I can't get hurt again mm-hmm. or kids. Um, I get that. Oh yeah. I get that. So yeah, that's where we need 22, 23, 24 year olds who are still like, I'm invincible. <laughs> <laughs> no, it it's tough and we're not going to solve it right here. But if we can work with guys like Ant who are cr- like, keep being creative, keep mm. trying to like find what that is. But, you know, as guys, we just have this sense of like, I don't know. You want to be an alpha. You have that craving to be like the best. Yeah. And there is like a a contact component of that. Like I just, I don't know. I feel like it's in everybody. Women too. Well, 100%. Like there, there's something and like, it feels good after like, you know, like 
you were in wrestling. Mm. You get done with a wrestling practice, and you're like, God, that sucked, but I, I am you proud feel so of myself. Good when you're done, yeah. Yeah. So how do we transfer that to the average person? Hmm. <laughs> Think about that. Food for thought. Have an answer. <laughs> I don't know. If anybody has great ideas, let us know. Um, because yeah, we want to grow. Yeah. Want to grow. I don't know, just making it again an environment where you want to be. That's why it is so social at the men's level because it's like, oh, beers with buddies. Mm-hmm. You know, Devin had that powerlifting competition this past weekend. Strongman, yeah. Or, yeah, strongman, sorry. I apologize. <laughs> we'll cut that part out. Of course. <laughs> I mean, he had to use a lot of power and he did lift. Yeah. I mean, they're two different sports, but yeah. Oh, man, we could really get into it. Are they? Yes. <laughs> uh, what's the difference? Well, strongman typically. It's different loaded implements that you have to do, and it's either you work up to a one rep max in these competitions, or it's as many reps as possible in a specific amount of time. What is this, CrossFit? No. (laughs) An AMRAP? I mean, technically, yeah, and it'll be like a prescribed amount of weight, and like sometimes it'll be like how fast can you do something like the sandbag carry, like how fast you go down and back and get it over the bar. So I guess like I didn't know. A little bit I guess I didn't know Devin was a CrossFitter. <laughs> go as fast as you can go. I don't think he'd appreciate that. <laughs> no, I know he'd be really pissed off. But no, what's powerlifting? Yeah, powerlifting is just a, a total from the combination of a squat, bench, and deadlift. Like your total weight you lifted, and you get three attempts for each. So oh, there's like, yeah, it's a little more. It's very cut and dry. Yeah, it's, it's very, very like, more cut and dry. Oh, okay. Strongman's a little bit different. It's a little. I think strongman's a little more entertaining. Oh, yeah, of course, because you you have these, like, life obstacles and, like, hey, throw this keg over this fence. Well, and it's, like, there's not really any, like, leverage benefit to, like, with strong stuff. Like, everything is, like, an odd object, pick, like, picking it up. Like the stones or, yeah. like, those big logs yeah, it's that like, they it's, clean and jerk. And it's so crazy. It's just, like, like, there's techniques to it to an extent, but it's, like, it's mostly just, like, brute strength and force where it's, like, powerlifting. It's, like... If you have like optimal leverages, then sometimes mm-hmm. that makes a little bit more of a difference than yeah. just pure absolute strength. Yeah. But what I was gonna say though, before I jokingly, it was a joke. <laughs> I know it was a joke. Uh, Educate you. Oh yeah. Uh, the vibe though, like in the crowd, like it reminded me of rugby. I mean, guys were drinking beers and people were cheering each other on, even though they were competing against each other. Yep. And and that's why I handed Alex Schmitz like forty business cards, and I said, "Pass these out." <laughs> give it to the biggest strongest guys here did he give any out do you think i don't think so oh man did uh so <laughs> i went early and then i stayed for about an hour and a half two hours yeah and then jacoby was like brother it's nap time and i'm like when did you talk in full sentences <laughs> um did javi show up no i didn't see javi i haven't seen javi around in a while he's in the group chat talking a lot yeah i think I don't know. I'm not really sure. I know he's been working a lot. Oh, yeah. So. yeah he's a working man. Working man. And so that's why this week, to see if Javi actually listened to the episode, uh, what should we have him do? Hmm. I want... Is there a way to do hoagies for uh, emoji? It's a sandwich. I, I did. A sandwich? I, well, I saw you send it in the group chat. <laughs> that's really funny. I put it in the group chat and he didn't even respond to it. So, <laughs> so right now, Javi has not listened to um, an episode for at least the last two episodes. But, you know, track record, he probably hasn't listened to any episodes. <laughs> <laughs> um, what do you want him to do to see if he listens? 
Oh, no. Because the thing is, too, he right now has the most popular episode. So we're going to, but he's already on the team. So he's coming to the banquet anyways. Should we invite the number two person, too? But yeah, Javi yeah, still, probably. but Javi still gets the t-shirt of like, yeah. most popular episode. Be fine. Who's number two on our podcast right now? <laughs> Why do you ask me questions I'm not prepared for? It, like I thought that was our thing. I know, but I can't. I can't look right now because we're recording. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I think. Oh, Patrick Lawson. I think. I think it's Patrick Lawson. Really? Uh huh. And then I know like Taco's in there too. Taco, Casey, DeAndre. Casey, DeAndre. Um, I bet Chuck Nasty's up there somewhere too. Chuck's up there. Daly's up there. Yeah. Ridgeway's up there. That was one of our. I think that was our second week. Yeah. Remember when we dedicated a whole week to one person? Yeah. And then tonight and we now just had five, five people. Five, people, <laughs> Jesus. Oh, shoot. I, 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 we're going to evolve. We're going to always constantly be changing the format and uh, having fun. Yeah. Because it's the name of the game. We're still hitting numbers. We're still hitting the numbers, our target goal with people listening. Oh, and then yeah, also... That's, that's uh, um, bringing in a little cash, yeah, a little, a little, little money, money. You hear that? That's the money. Okay. Damn it, I, wish, I, I was going to get my wallet out, but never mind. <laughs> you don't even have a wallet. You don't even have pockets. I know. Uh, but no, that was that was good. Yeah. Good. Hey, well done. Good job. Good job. We're shaking hands. Yeah. Uh, for those of you that can't see, got any video? <laughs> I know. Remember that was our goal too. Yeah. Javi was going to come in and he was going to video, and we were going to do this whole thing on YouTube. And we had a whole um, set. Like, Sometimes I think I like the video, and then other times I'm kind of glad we don't have video. Right. Well, especially right now, too, because my garage. Do you notice I cleaned up a little bit in the Wombat Den? It looks a little bit nicer, yeah. A little bit. A little more organized. A little bit. Yeah, this is where the kids' toys are. There. Yeah, I'm getting there. Yeah. Because I have to bring in the patio furniture. So, uh, yeah. yeah. Well, Phil, I hope you have a great day at work tomorrow. You too. Uh, did you know I actually took like the last three weeks off from CrossFit and I'm making my return tomorrow. Oh boy. So I better see some snaps in the morning. Okay. I'll try to remember. <laughs> uh, and I'll also try to actually wake up and go. <laughs> so I paused because sometimes I, I, I'll just like stop going, but then pay for my membership. So I actually paused it. So I didn't have to pay for the three weeks I skipped, but mm. playoff push need to be ready to go. Exactly. Need to be limber. So yeah. Well, that being said, how you feeling? Good, you. 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 Fresh legs, fresh legs, fresh legs, fresh legs.